Austin. <laughs> <laughs> three two one what's up buddy hey my guy it was good homie it's good good it's going good i'm glad to have you here oh glad you made it down for the holidays uh when are you supposed to go back Ooh, i mean i had the decision to go back pretty early because i got some teammates that are working out mm -hmm. but i got an internship job for um, uh, physical therapy office. So I think I'm gonna stay here for a little bit. Oh, longer. that's awesome. Yeah. And where's it at? It's in Maitland. It's called Tri okay. PT. Tri PT. Cool. And what are you yeah. gonna be doing there? Um, I'm just gonna have I'm just an internship job. So I'm gonna be taught, you know, different things by the physical therapist. And Jason works there too. So Jason's gonna help me out a lot. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So I think you told me. Yeah, your major is physical therapy. Yeah, kinesiology pre PT. Okay. For people that don't know what kinesiology is, why don't you explain that to them? Kinesiology is the study on how the body moves. Okay. Basically, that's so all athletic performance mostly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we basically deal with um, knee injuries and stuff like that and how we restrain, uh, regain that strength back on um, where they tore their ligaments and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's honestly gotten a lot more popular lately, right? Because of how science has advanced. Yeah. 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 So now they have it down to like, a, like to the T, like exactly. But you broke this ligament. You need to do this workout. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the workouts are intense, dude. They are. Really? Honestly. So, so you've done physical therapy. Right? Oh, yeah. I tore my ACL. Okay. Yeah. So, that was recently. Right? Yeah. So in the ESP again, ESPN game against Coastal, I tore it like fifth play within the first drive, honestly. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It wasn't nothing in sense. Was, uh, the doctor said I probably got my, my cleat caught up on the turf and I twisted real fast and I tore my ligament, my ACL. Ooh, so did you know that it was a bad injury when it happened? No, I didn't. I went back in the game like twice. <laughs> <laughs> I could have messed it up even more, dude. It's oh terrible. Oh my gosh, do you think that you messed it up even more? No. Once um once we did the MRI, it was just a torn ACL, thank God. But like it just felt unstable. It just felt like my knee just didn't have nothing to hold on to it. So every time I was walking, I felt like I was about to fall. And there was no pain because it completely tore off my ligament. So there was no nerve, like no nerve connection or something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you already had surgery, right? Yeah, I had surgery about a month ago and I'm recovering really fast. So what did they do in that surgery? They, um, so they opened up two holes. Um, well, they opened up like three holes and they made a big ass like line there and they took out a hamstring tendon and replaced it for a new ACL. They took out the ACL, replaced it with a new ACL with a uh, hamstring tendon and they just put everything so they back took together. out your fucked up ACL and they cut a little piece of your hamstring out and put it where the ACL goes. Exactly. Okay. So that's why it takes a while for a recovery process because yeah. of the tendon itself. Uh, from what I understood, the ACL takes about like three months of recovery, but the tendon takes around eight months. I might be completely wrong though. Might be completely wrong. Ooh. So when are you allowed to be able to like run again or like do athletic exercise three months from three months from now yeah so i can start running again in february i have surgery in october i can start running in february and then i can start doing like football stuff around the summer okay how does it feel now it feels way better it feels like nothing ever happened honestly uh -huh. way better yeah how long was like the pain after the surgery about a week and a half really honestly. the first night first night man i felt like I'd rather relive the day I tore my ACL than relive that first night after surgery, dude. No. They gave me oxycodone, and that didn't do shit for me. It didn't do nothing <laughs> for me, bro. My Damn. mom came from Columbia, took care of me, and she was getting so tired of me the whole night. Like yeah. She was just like, bro, stop bitching so much. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you have no idea My knee is broken. Feels. Yeah. <laughs> 
my knee is separated from the rest of my body. But at least, at least you got injured. Like that wasn't an area of like your face or your chest. You know what I mean? Because I feel like when you get a facial injury or like something where they cut into your chest or like your core, I feel like that hurts more than getting injured on any of your extremities. Well, I mean, I wear a helmet and pads, so I don't think. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, say, like if you had to get like a jaw reconstruction, like that's completely different. That's like way more pain. See, because I had I had my arm broken, so. Uh, when I was 14, um, on my 14th birthday, literally, um, I had a bunch of my friends come over. Um, they were all going to spend the night afterwards and we went to a trampoline place. You know, this was called Boeing and it was in Oviedo and we went there and it's, you've been to like rebounders before and places like that. yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. We're just bouncing around and everything. So I attempt a backflip and I do it right. I'm like, Oh hell yeah. But I'm 14. So I'm gassed up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can do a double backflip. <laughs> so I go on the walls, which you're not supposed to, which the sides of the trampoline is, like, up in the air. You're not supposed to bounce on the walls like that. So I was like, I'll bet you I get extra air if I go up there. So I run. I'm gassed up. I just did a backflip. I'm like, I'm going to do a double backflip. Like, there was not even girls there. I don't even know who I was trying to prove or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ran up against the wall, and then I jumped. And I guess I realized that I wasn't going to make the double. So I put my hand out to stop myself and I was spinning so fast. And I guess I don't even know what was going on, but I broke my arm and it was, it was nasty, bro. Like it was, it broke both of these bones. Um, it was all crooked and everything. I could almost touch my own elbow. Oh, hell no. Dude, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh. um, but I was fine. I got up and I was like, oh shit. I was like, mom, mom, like I was chill. I wasn't crying or nothing. Cause you you're weren't? Like, yeah, the shock sets in. You're like, damn. And then um, it kind of felt like numb, like when your arm falls asleep. Mm-hmm. So that's how like your body, that's your body's reaction to like most things of pain. When you break a bone, it's just like, all right, your nerves are going to be really numb for a second. But once that shock wears off, it's fucking go time. <laughs> and uh, my dad was holding it, holding my arm in place while I'm sitting there waiting for the ambulance. And he's like about to pass out. <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> I guess he doesn't like seeing his kids in pain <laughs> because he, they, the, the ambulance came to get me and they're like, um, is he okay? Like talking about my dad. They're really? Like, Do you need help? <laughs> Knowing they're your like, dad, gave bro. him a Gatorade and like, like a rag on his. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? But I don't know. I mean, I I, I kind of understand it because imagine if you have a kid and they're like in like pain and it's like oh my gosh like what I I feel like I can't do anything like he's not gonna set my arm right there. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know I kind of understand that. But it was that was definitely uh, the probably one of the worst birthdays I ever had. Oh, my mom bought like pizza and wings that was waiting at the house when we got home i had like a 24 pack of coca-colas it was gonna be a good night (laughs) and um, what birthday was this 14 oh okay 14th birthday so i just turned 14 and all my friends were supposed to spend the night their parents had to come pick them up one guy was like what the fuck how did this happen like you just broke your arm so pissed (laughs) so pissed he wanted to have a a night with his wife now he's got to pick up his dumbass son again (laughs) chris rodriguez Nah, but um, nah, he was a good guy. But that was that was definitely the worst birthday I ever had. Like, and then I had to actually. So they said it in the hospital. It wasn't until like five a.m. that they said it, and I guess they said it wrong. So they had to perform a surgery. Like it was like a few weeks later where they went in there and they broke it again, and then they used a metal plate and they they put you it where it was supposed to. In there? Yeah, I still got the titanium plate in here. I got four screws. It's about this long. You still see the scar on there. And um, it's weird um, when I curl weight, it like it bothers me, but it's something that I've 
Is it like what? a sharp pain? It's it, I, it's hard to explain, but yeah, it's like a sharp pain. It's like a sharp pain in my arm. It feels like it's going to snap if I go over like 35. It's, Ooh, it's weird, damn. but it doesn't. But I know that I kind of have to fight through that pain in order to make that bone stronger. Is it like when you do dumbbell curls or is it like any exercise that requires you? No, to it's mostly because of how the tension is on the bone. It's mostly curls. I would say like hammer curls because okay. if it's right here when it's broke, the weight is pulling down right here. Yeah. So it's like it like wants to like move. So it's where you position your hand when it hurts. But it's even like this kind of curling. It's okay. like all grips. But I mean, I can bench and I could do push-ups just fine. But it's mostly curls. Like when I'm curling, it's like I feel it. But it's it's something I've just grown with. I understand that's part of exercising at this point in my life. Like I don't really want to get it taken out. That's just a whole nother surgery. What about when you got a fight? You remember like. Dude, <laughs> I feel bad for the person who I hit with. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm because this is like I feel like I robot. You know what I'm saying? But because it, it's it's this is stronger than my bones were originally right here. From right here to right here, it will probably never break. It'll break over here and over here, but not right here because it's titanium. So there's certain submissions in jujitsu where Terminator. Yeah, there's certain. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain positions like an Americano. So it's basically like if I'm on my back and somebody's trying to like manipulate my shoulder to go that way, that's like my weakness on this arm. Like I panic when someone is has this arm in a certain position and I have to get out of it because I know that this arm cannot take as much as this one can. So this one is very it's like my Achilles heel. Mm. So but I can throw with it really good. It took a while when I first started striking to get used to how to position my fist when I strike, because if you hit the wrong way, you can actually damage like your bones, and your tendons and everything. So you have to make sure you hit with the proper technique. Um, and I had to get used to that, especially with throwing hooks, because I can't throw hooks like this. I have to throw hooks like this. If I throw hooks like this, I can, you know, hurt my arm. So that's just something I got to be weary of, you know, for the rest of my life. But it's nothing that's going to, like, hinder me or anything. Like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, chicks dig scars. I got this big-ass <laughs> scar on my arm right here. You show it off? I don't show it off. I mean, people chicks, don't re- chicks dig it here. Take a look. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know where the ice cream is? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you just got to go that way. Nah, but um, that's it's just one of those things. Just like your knee. Like, you're mm-hmm. always going to have to deal with that. And it's. You know, it's good that they were able to fix it. Like, imagine yeah. you doing some shit like that like 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I and I just found out today that you probably don't need surgery for an ACL. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, so what do you mean you don't need surgery? Because isn't that like, how does it just grow back? I don't know. I just found out today. I'm going to have to do my own research on that too. But I just found out today. Because normally from what my trainers told me is that when you tear your ACL, cheers. Salute. So when you tear your ACL, what? It basically what stabilizes the knee. So when you tear that as an athlete, you have to get surgery because the likelihood of you tearing all your other ligaments are a lot higher now Mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier. So that's why every athlete that gets an ACL tear, they have to get surgery right away. Yeah. I don't know how you're able. I mean, from what my friend told me a while back is that if you are strong enough in the legs, you can play through it. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it's just all about strength, how much you can squat and stuff. But I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure. That's risky, right? It is. It is. And especially coming from a college player, like I really don't want to risk it as a football player. Like, I mean, I play center. So when I'm blocking, the likelihood of somebody falling on my knees are way higher than for a wide receiver or somebody else. That's for why sure. you only see offensive linemen with um, knee braces, which is more than obvious. So like it puts fear in your heart now, bro. Like I feel like once I go back, 
I don't think I'm ever going to take off the knee braces ever again. Never. Never. Never again. That's Even after walkthroughs, I might just put it on just because. <laughs> <laughs> just autograph day, still wearing it just in case someone bumps into you the wrong way. <laughs> no, but, that, that, like I said, it's something you have to be weary about for like the rest of your life. You're going to be yeah. thinking about it. Just like how I think about my arm, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, my knee. Like, I hope nobody hits it like the wrong way or anything. And it's. I feel like. But I feel like when you're in the moment, like mm-hmm. when you're playing, like when I play football, I'm not thinking about it because the adrenaline is hitting so hard. Yeah. That like even if somebody was to fall on my knee again, I feel like I wouldn't even feel it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens next year <laughs> if it does happen. But I highly doubt anybody will ever fall on my knee again because I'm going to be really cautious from now on. <laughs> really cautious from now on. I got to drive my feet and make yeah. sure my feet are over. Not moving. even trying to protect the quarterback, trying to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forget about your mission. <laughs> dead ass. You're like, I'm right here with one job, one job only. <laughs> Just making it through the game. <laughs> dead ass. Every game. Um, so for people that don't know, you play D1 football in North Carolina for Campbell University. Yes. And you play center. Mm-hmm. You're currently on injury reserve uh, because of the injury. Yeah. So our season kind of is already already ended. Yeah. So I don't think there's not really like an injury reserve, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, we played just four games. Uh, we put up a good competition. We played against um FBS level, and we're in the FCS, so it was a lot higher competition. But me and my boys put in that work. We mm-hmm. definitely showed off that we can play in that level, and um, I'm excited for next year, honestly, to really show what we got. Um, we ch- work extremely hard and, um, we're kind of done talking. We're just ready to prove it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, but it's, I love it, dude. I love Campbell. I love playing football, you know, waking up at five o'clock in the morning to work out can be difficult at, at times, but knowing what your goal is at the end of the day is what really drives you through it, man. I love it. And the teammates I have really push you to work harder. Like my roommates, when, um, when we were in the summer this past year, it was, um, us hitting the field every day. Mm-hmm. every day it was just me tyler and nick just hitting the field and the soccer fields and just playing and practicing and practicing our footwork and i got so much better so being around and surrounded by all those people that um have the same goals as you like lions surrounded by lions mm-hmm. really really helps out really helps out it's awesome i love it love yeah it. yeah there's a sense of camaraderie you know especially when you're on a team mm-hmm. um like you 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 realize that you have a common ground with all these people and you realize you've basically been through battle mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you're going to war when you're playing a football game you're, you're putting your armor on and you're smashing into people like you're just colliding and i mean yeah, that's you're doing it with your brother next to you yeah exactly and especially like you play on the line like the people on the line are probably like your closest of friends oh yeah you know? i love my dudes i love all of them man danny mike isaiah you know all of them dude i love them. tyler bro all of them my best friends honestly brothers mm-hmm. yeah i saw you were um you were shooting the other day right yeah it was my first time ever shooting a gun oh yeah what'd you shoot i shot an ak and then i shot a nine millimeter i think what it's called i'm not i'm not sure much about guns yeah you had fun it. yes dude it was lit i want to do it again i really do it was yeah. lit. i'm thinking even about buying my own ar because all my <laughs> friends have it <laughs> i'm not even lying they all bought it bro and it oh. looks so nice dude i, I bet it does it does look cool that's yes. it's a call of duty gun yes dude but i'm in the same time like bro what am i gonna use it for you know what i'm saying dude hunting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um the home defense really. That's, Honestly, that's yeah. the only thing. Um home defense if someone's coming in your house, you just have one of those things and that's pretty much what it's for. Um, I want to do my own research before I buy a gun too cuz like I said, I don't really know nothing about guns. I don't know the name of it, how they're made or nothing like that. And I feel like I feel like if I'm able to do my more more research upon it, I can buy like the proper gun that fits me if i yeah. need one you know what i'm saying but i don't feel, i don't feel like i need one honestly 
Um, yeah, I don't think it's weird because you know that's our rights are to you know carry firearms, mm-hmm. but I feel like people kind of go overboard with it, and that's those are the people that everyone else thinks about when talking about owning guns. It's like, yeah. oh, this guy's got like 400 guns. It's like an <laughs> arsenal. What does he need that for? Um, but like Starting some war. Yeah, he'll finish that. You know Zombie apocalypse. I'm already yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah. You're coming to my house, right? So ready. Um, no, but um, no, like I have a nine millimeter um, and I have a concealed carry, but it, I think that's, that's fine. I mean, especially because some people don't even have guns. My girl doesn't even have a gun. My girl has a katana. Katana? Yeah, like a like a sword. What? So like if somebody she says if somebody ran in the house, she would just pull the katana out. I mean, I have a machete. I mean, yeah, bro. I would not bro, you with a machete? That's the scariest <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I, bro, yeah, you'd have to catch me though. I'm running. I'm yeah, not gonna stick around fact. and fight. But yeah. even then, even if I pull out the machete and the guy that's robbing my place has a gun. I'm messed up. You know? Throw I'm it. Fucked. I'm done. <laughs> Throw it at him. <laughs> and then book. I just yeah. even if I miss, I'm running. With the ACL. <laughs> Dude, actually, I have a story to tell. So I went to the bar and my friend, she fell down the stairs Mm -hmm. and I had to run and go help her out. And dude, I'm not supposed to run until February. Like I told you, my hamstring was killing for the first. Oh, my gosh. Like, even if I was to sit down and put just a little bit of pressure on it. Oh, I'm actually like, I don't know. It feels a lot better now. So it's all good. It just at the moment, I feel like it was really like, how do you say like. I didn't deal with it well, honestly. Like, I kind of just was like, whatever. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? It's going to get better over time. Yeah, that sucks, too. Because, yeah. like, you, like you, you're like you probably not hurting all the time. But as soon as you make a movement like that, where it activates the thing that's supposed to be in recovery, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. that pain is no joke. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't start feeling the pain till the next day, though. Ooh. I was like, oh. When I woke up and I sat down on my chair, I had to legit, like, extend my leg out while I was sitting down. Because if I was to, like, I'm... I bend it and sit down. It would hurt. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know that made a difference or not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I hope that doesn't. I hope that doesn't happen again. No, it won't. It won't. I took care of it. I iced it up every day. I did my um, therapy sessions, like how my um, trainer has me doing. Yeah. And I took care of it. I feel no pain now. The first day, like I said, it was a lot of pain. I couldn't even walk, dude. Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk. Like I would stand it out, and I'd like touch my. I'd put my heels down first, and then I. I hurt so bad. Dude. It hurt so bad, dude. I'm not no. gonna lie, dude. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I'm, I'm happy that you have like a really good recovery team. I'm happy that like you're following everything because some people don't. Some people don't care. They're like, all right, I can get better. I'm just gonna start squatting. You know what no, I'm saying, dude? Like, I'm, I'm so eager to go back on the field, dude. Yeah. So I'm willing to do whatever that my trainer tells me yeah. to do to get there as fast as you I gotta can. You got to walk now so you can run. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually two weeks ahead of my schedule. Oh, that's great. So I wasn't even supposed to take off the brace yet, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went to the doctors like a week ago, they allowed me to take it off. He said it looks perfectly fine. My ACL stunk. Huh? It's dunk. Nah. nah. <laughs> I remember it took nah. my cast off. That shit smelled so bad. It wasn't bad. a cast. It was just a brace, though. Yeah, I know, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I took it off to take a shower. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, I remember they took the cast off, bro, and that shit stunk. Did it? And this was when I was, like, 14. Was so. it small, too? Was your was your arm small? Because when I got done with yeah, surgery, yeah, my yeah, leg yeah, was yeah, small yeah, as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it was definitely, like, sizably. But it was weird because this is when I started growing, like, a lot more body hair. Mm-hmm. So when I broke my arm, I didn't really have that much hair on my arm. But I think just the the heat in the cast Mm -hmm. like with the sweat mixed with like the test flowing through my veins i think that it actually like made my hair grow (laughs) so it came out it was like black hair and i was like what is this (laughs) 
Like what? At the age of 14. At the age of 14, hairy arms like I have now. And I was like, what the hell, dude? It smelled. I remember itching inside of it with like a pencil. Ooh, that was the best thing. It was like using a Q-tip on your ear. What if you get a tattoo there? I could. I could get a tattoo You think it'll look ugly with all that hair growing back? You might I have mean, to shave off your arms every bro, day. Bro, I'm not going to shave my arms, bro. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to shave my arms, bro. You know what my dad would say? <laughs> bro, you can't shave your body, bro. I'm not a swimmer. You know what I'm saying? Why am I shaving? Bro, people are like, oh, look at your hairy chest. Be like, yeah, bro, look at your child chest. You know what I'm saying, dog? I'm sorry I got fucking follicle-stimulating hormones. You know, I'm able to produce that shit. But I don't know. I think it's an evolutionary advantage to have a lot of body hair. Yeah. I think that... You know, it keeps, uh, like, bugs off of you. Like, I can't, because I don't get bit by mosquitoes where I'm this hairy. Really? So they just can't get in. They can't penetrate that fortress of fucking bush on my body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't, they can't get in there. So I get bit in places where I don't have hair, like my ankles. Mm-hmm. And those are, like, the really itchy ones, like, right under where my hair stops on my leg. I get bit there. You know, I get bit, like you know, on like my neck or something, but I won't get bit on like my body, maybe like my back if I have my shirt off, but they don't bite my arms or anything. So it's pretty cool. Um, another advantage of being hairy is that like when you get out of like the shower, you know, when you're scrubbing your body with soap, the hair holds a lot, a, a lot of um, fragrance. So you know how like when a girl smells really pretty, it's mostly coming from her hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's how it is with me because I'm covered in hair. Like a dog, a dog will stink if it hasn't been cleaned. But if you clean a dog, it'll smell really good because it's covered in hair for like a day or two. But that's how it is with me. So when I take a shower, so you stink after you take a shower. Dude, I stink. <laughs> I stink, dog. Not all the time, but if I'm if I'm working out or something, dude, it's it's it gets bad. It's pungent. Oh hell no. Nah. Oh, <laughs> it's just nah. a lot of pheromones. Just a lot to take in. Uh, my gloves are like that. Oh, I bet. My football gloves, they fucking stink, Oh, dude, dude. if you smell my boxing gloves, you might (laughs) pass out. (laughs) No, but so it goes both ways. So if if I'm sweating, it's going to be, you know, strong. Like, but if I just got out of the shower, it's it's a good thing because I have so much hair and it's able to, you know, it like fills up the room. It's Mm -hmm. like I smell, you smell eucalyptus when I walk in here. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Eucalyptus. (laughs) Well, my girl be putting me on to all different types of, you know, I think that's the best products. part about having a girlfriend too, is oh. that they oh my they teach you so much. So much about like caring about yourself. Yes. Bro, I didn't even know what sunscreen was till like a couple of years ago. And I need it too, because you know what I'm saying? Like I don't use sunscreen. I mean, you don't really have to, but I kind of have that unfavorable skin for aging. So you known me for a while. Do you do I look a lot whiter than what you saw? Me I mean, last you definitely time? look like you've been getting less vitamin D. I'll say that. Yes. I have not been in the sun at all. Yeah, and especially in North Carolina, how cold it is. You yeah. don't get no especially sun. with COVID, I mean, you just been inside. Yes, dude, it's so. annoying, bro. I need to go back to my original skin color. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a gringo, bro. I don't even look Colombian. No <laughs> dude, so you were born in Colombia? Yes, bro. So best country in the world. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, shout out Colombia. You know hey, what I'm saying? But um, all love. yeah, good arepas. Uh huh. Yes, yeah, always tamales, everything. <laughs> everything. Um, so how old were you when you moved here? Uh, I think I was about two years old. Two years old. Yeah. And then you you lived here consistently. You ever lived back there again after that? No. So I lived in Orlando from pre K all the way to twelfth grade year. Uh, I played football at Lake Howe High School, and then that's when I really started to move around around the country. When I graduated, my parents actually moved back to Columbia. 
So that's the only time I ever really go back because of my family. When my you graduated family. high school? Yeah. Um, we would go and visit, you know, in middle school. I'd go and visit Columbia, you know, every now and then we have vacation time we go. But, like, it's more constant now. Like, I go there a lot now. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, bro, Columbia is not even the only place I've been at. I've been everywhere. I've been to Cali. I've been to Iowa. And I live in North Carolina. And because of football, I travel a lot, dude. I've been to so mm-hmm. many different states. And God has blessed me with the ability to play. So, like, I'm so happy with everything, you know. I'm so yeah. happy with how my life came out. And I'm happy for you, too, because Thank you've you. been able to use a combination of, you know, God-given talent as well as skill and training and determination to actually do things with, like, your body, mm-hmm. which is crazy. You know, you have figured out a way to move your body in such a way that, you know, opportunities have been given to you from that. You yeah. know, it's crazy to take a step back and think about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you've played a game with a ball for so long that you have get, been receiving free education mm-hmm. and opportunities to travel, meet new people, and get exposure and, you know, really teach you more about what you want to do, which is your physical therapy. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff that, there's yeah. a lot of benefits to that. And that, I'm I'm really happy for you that you've been able to, you know, accomplish so much with just, dude, moving your body. That's yeah. it's crazy, right? Yeah, man. It um it gets really intense for a fact, you know. Yeah. There was definitely a couple nights when I played Juco ball in Cali where like I had to sleep on the floor for like three months, man. And like I remember waking up and I was just like, damn, dude. Like, you know, you look at your Snapchat, Instagram, all your friends are out there having fun, making money, you know, mm-hmm. getting a normal job and this and that. And you're stuck on the floor waking up at 5 a.m., mm-hmm. working out and stuff like that, and you're making no money because the no Cali Jucos are not giving out scholarships or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're having to stay at, like I said, I stayed on the floor for three months at my boy's apartment So because my apartment was going to be ready, and I had to leave early to Cali so I can start training. And, dude, it was a whole trip, bro. It really makes you think whether what you're doing right now is even the right thing that you're doing. Like, man, my mom and dad told me to go back, bro, but I'm so happy I really just stuck with it. I worked hard. I told myself, you know what? This is only going to be happen- happening for now. This is temporary. My goal is to get to D1 and go play Campbell, fo- go play for a school. You know, again, I'm blessed for Campbell football, but I just wanted to play football, dude. That's what I really wanted to do. Get that free education, make sure my parents don't have to pay for nothing, and then make sure I get that degree to become somebody in life. So, And that's incredible. Um, I think those moments when you want to quit are you know, really important because I think in those moments, it's best to think about why you started and for the reasons you just listed, the free education, to take care of your parents, to really do something you want to do with the education. You know, those are, those are probably what kept you going. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you thought about, you know, oh my gosh, if I just stick it out, if I just keep working, if I stay motivated and stay disciplined, like it's all going to work out. And it does. Um, The energy has a funny way of, redistributing the energy that you put into it Mm. you know you you invest time and you invest energy um you know energy cannot be created nor destroyed so it has to be transferred somewhere just like this show i've put in we put so much energy and so much time into it that it has no choice but to move bro i'm happy for you (laughs) because dude they don't a lot of people don't know this but me and you've been friends for a while already yeah and me and you always talked about you having your own podcast yeah so for your dreams to come true 
is super cool and super super stoked to see all this dude like you're doing a great job bro. i even like the set it's simple but it's the nicest set i've ever seen dude <laughs> it's awesome bro i mean this 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 has been definitely a ride and it's just getting started and i'm <sighs> i'm so excited that i have a lot of supportive people around me i have a fucking phenomenal team back there dog yes, best staff my dog Luis. um we got the makeup artist kaylee we got you know the other producer my dog tyler he is he is the assistant executive producer he is um he has the best facial hair i have ever seen dude and honestly bro they both were my friends in middle school and tyler's been my friends in high school crazy. and i have not That's seen crazy. them i haven't seen tyler since high school and i haven't seen louis since middle school so coming here for the first time, you didn't even know. I didn't even know, bro. I didn't even know. You were like, I remember when you told me you were like, bro, I found like the best producer ever. I'm like, dude, I'm actually really stoked to like meet this guy. Yeah. And like to see who it was, I was like, oh shit, my boy, bro, this is so sick, dude. It's such a small world, bro. bro it's insane. He, he's the, he's literally exactly what we were talking about. You put enough energy into photography and filmography, you mm -hmm. know, good things will come out of it. Best and example, best honestly. example right mm -hmm. there. You know, hard work is really. It's really all you need. And I think that, you know, all three of the examples we talked about with all three of us are, you know, they should be examples of, you know, you get what you put into it. Exactly. You know, hard work pays off. And mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says. If you work hard and you want something bad enough, you can make it happen. Anything is possible. Exactly. I remember I read like a quote from this Instagram post that I saw that was really real. It actually hit me really hard where it was saying like, uh, it was like, you can pick your hard. You can, it's hard to be lazy, but it's also hard to be successful. So you choose what's harder. And it, it really got to me because a lot of people don't think it's hard to be lazy. But for me, it's actually really hard to be lazy mm -hmm. because I hate staying at home all day. Yeah. I hate it. So like for me to actually be home all day is really hard for me inside. For me to go out there and do something and like feel like I'm actually doing something with my life, even though it's hard. I'd rather do that because at the end of the day, when I get home, I'm going to sleep well at night knowing that I accomplished something that I've been wanting to do for so long or something that day I had to accomplish. And that's the thing, because that that would be, from your perspective, considered a good day. Exactly. And exactly. You, always you set yourself one yeah. goal a day. And once you finish that goal, that's a good day. Yeah, always. exactly. But the thing about good days is it's easy to carry that momentum. If you have one good day, you're like, all right, I took, accomplished a lot today. I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. And you keep going, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And then you just keep going and then you end up having a good life because you always were focused on, you know, doing the best you can each day. You can only take it one day at a time. Exactly. It's hard to plan too far into the future when you got to live in the you got to live in the present. Um, and honestly, not every you got to fall. You got to love it. You got to be in love with the process more than the prize. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the process to get to where you want to get is never easy. Never. Never. You know, so like a lot of people are just like, you know, I'm going to get there. They have a plan. They have this and that. But they're not really thinking about what if this doesn't work out? I got to do this. If this doesn't work out, I got to do that. Some people fold when it doesn't go their way and they're like, damn, this is just isn't for me. Yeah. Can't be that way. You got to find a way for everything in life. Everything. Yeah, because some people think that there's it's just a straight line. Exactly. Victory, and it's not. There's always going to be obstacles, especially if it's something that's not easy to achieve. Mm -hmm. The hardest things to achieve, you got to work the hardest for. Mm -hmm. It's not easy being a doctor. You know, Frankie, Ooh. all he does is study. Every day, bro. He's all like, he he's, does is, bro, I haven't seen him once and I've been back already for a week, dude. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something <laughs> out. We'll do something with him later tonight. You know, we'll figure it out. But yeah. um no, I saw him. I saw him the other night in the studio. Mm -hmm. You know, it's he's busy and he's he's 
he's on that right path. You know, he's almost done. He's about to start residency. You know, he's putting a lot of time and effort and money into doing what he wants to do. And he's sacrificed time of going out with his friends. Sacrificed so time much time. Time of hanging out with his own girlfriend. Times of hanging out with his own family. Times of hanging out with the people he loved the most. Because what he, what is in his mind is becoming a doctor because that's what is he, what he loves. And that's what he's going to do, man. He's a great kid. He's man. definitely going to do it. He's going to do it, bro. He's, he's one of those. It. He's one of those people you meet that you can tell that they would never do anything malicious towards you. Yeah. Like he has solely good intentions. Mm-hmm. You know, he would, he wouldn't do anything bad. And that's, that's a hard thing to find nowadays. Cause yeah. everybody wants to get over on you. Everybody wants to be better than you. People will, you know, smile in your face, but hate when you walk away and you know, it's hard to find people you can trust, but there's just people you meet sometimes and you can just tell right off the jump. Your intuition is telling you, be like, I can trust this person. Yeah, because he's not worried about whether if his path, if his path to success is going to be fast, if it's going to be easier, if it's going to be um, if it's going to be way lighter than what most people are. He's just worried about getting to the goal. He's not worried about what obstacle he has to face. The process you know, over exactly, the prize. Exactly. He's worried about just getting there. And that's why Frankie will always be good at what he's going to do, whatever he wants to mm-hmm. do. No Would you let him be your doctor? Oh, of course. What? Yes. That guy puts so much time <laughs> into studying that I have all faith into Frankie to take care of me, bro. Oh, my god! Like, when we get older, bro, and my kids are going through something, I'm calling Frankie to you right away, bro. Gonna get him to give you all the good stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shout out Frank. Frank T. Um, wow. No, he's a great guy. Talking and, about rapping though, how how's that going for you? Oh man, it's going, it's going all right. I mean, I've, I've been it's I've been on the same page with that for a while. Just the past couple of years, it's always been a hobby and a passion. You know, I haven't really tried to promote anything or release any music or do anything really professionally as I have done with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, G, the the producer for the music, mm-hmm. um, he actually made the intro and the sh- the song that plays during the intermission. So check it out, Gino on the beat. Um, he is going to school and he's about to graduate um, for audio engineering. What school does he go to? Full Sail. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. It's school like Full Sail, mm-hmm. um, but it has accolades and it has um, you know a stacked uh, staff as far as um, you know, what people that teach there have accomplished in their music career. I know that one of his teachers actually votes on the Grammys. Really? Um, yeah. So there's like 500 people that vote on the Grammys and he's one of them. So, but he's in good hands. He's learning a lot of stuff. Our music has gotten better. The process has gotten easier and faster and learned all these shortcuts and learned ways to manipulate sound. And it's, it's, it's going good. And I think that, um, that's not really my focus right now. I have a lot going on, mm-hmm. but when he starts, you know, when he does his internship and when he like, you know, opens his own studio and starts like producing, you know, music on a much larger scale, much more popular scale than, you know, we're boys. So I've been there with him since the beginning, since we were recording in a daycare. I remember. I don't remember the daycare. Dude, I remember his, his, his parents had a daycare. His mom's daycare. We yeah. were recording it. at night. Really? Yeah. I remember the first time I met you, bro. And we were recording on our boy Lenny's house and she was there and everything. And it was just like, wow, these dudes are really doing that because, you know. That was before G even wanted to do that. Yes, dude. I remember it was only you that had the set, too. It was yeah. just you the one that started it. I'll pull it with a mic and an interface in my MacBook. Exactly. And I remember we all started rapping. And then now it's like it's something that G loves. That actually kind of reminds me of my cousin on this. He, if I remember correctly, he does the same thing. He uh, made um 
music and um what by himself when he was younger. I remember he had an app on his phone. It was just making beats all the time, and he loved it. And he worked for Disney, and now he works for a TV show, and they actually won the Grammys. Oh it was wow! Like the Grammys or something like that. Yeah, he won. He went to Las Vegas, and they they won it. It was like the Spanish Grammys actually for like a Spanish show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was lit. I remember he sent me a message. He's like super stoked and excited. And I was super stoked and excited yeah. for him. Because again, that's the goal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he got there and he actually accomplished it. So I already know that he felt amazing. So Yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. Um I think Donovan, uh, you know Donnie, yeah. his stepdad is the manager for Joyner Lucas. Really? Yeah. And you know who Joyner Lucas is? Yeah. Yeah. He's his manager. Wow. So Donnie was actually in one of his music videos recently. They just recorded. Yeah, wow. he was telling me about it. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, dang, that's insane, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I we, a- we we didn't even talk about it on the show either. But yeah, that's that's he's his stepdad is Joyner Lucas's manager. That's awesome. I have a friend in Colorado that his dad is managers for like NFL um players and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he knows a bunch of NFL players, and um, he told me about how his dad would get him tickets. To go to the ATM ATT Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys and watch them play. Honestly, that's lit, dude. That's lit. That's lit. Oh, yeah. that. That's awesome. Do you think that <clears throat> football would be safer if you didn't wear pads and helmets? Mm, no. Nah. I don't think it'd be safer. <laughs> I think it'd be more dangerous. <laughs> well, the idea is that without the protection of your helmet and your pads, you wouldn't be hurling yourself in your body at other human beings at such speeds because you'd be more cautious about yourself getting hurt. That's the complete, complete lie. You don't think so? I don't. I think, think so. the reason why people hit people that hard is because they have pads. No, I feel, I mean, yes. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like, okay, so I feel like a lot of people that are like really good right now would not be as good if that was to happen. But I feel like there is a lot of people in the sports that just doesn't give a fuck about their bodies and are willing to just smack someone else in the mouth to get the ball out of their hands and run it back for a touchdown. Yeah, but those are, I've met those. Those are before. crazy. Those are crazy human beings. Those are crazy as human beings, but those are the ones that you want on the field. Yeah, but you don't. They don't last. If there's no pads, they don't. If they don't. If there's You're no insane. pads, they don't last. Ray Lewis. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's what I'm they, saying. Yeah, they don't last. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I I guess we have to take a look at rugby because that would be the best example. But I'm pretty sure. Most of those guys there do not give a damn about their bodies, and they're willing to smack someone. They else. don't, but they're also cautious of their bodies because, bro, no one is that stupid. And no also, one is stupid enough to just hit someone in the head head on just to get the ball out of their hands because they don't want to do that. So they have to strategically place their bodies on somewhere where they don't get hurt. Because if you cl- if you hit heads with someone, nobody wins. So it's like you don't want to do that. You're gonna avoid hitting them like that. You're gonna hit them like, you know, in the chest with your shoulder. You're not trying to hit your head down because you don't have a helmet on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. And I think there's actually less CTE in rugby than there is in American football. But there's more injuries with limbs and stuff. There's more injuries with, you know, internal organs getting hit because you are trucking somebody with your shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, your ankles, your your hands, your wrists when you fall. But those guys are thick. Yeah, Those guys are thick because they know that's what it takes. But there's like a lot less... <laughs> I, we need to look this up, but I think there is a lot less CT in that because they don't hurl themselves at people because there isn't that extra protection. You have no padding. You know what I'm saying? Because so when y'all are getting ready to do full pads, mm-hmm. you just have the helmets on, right? Yes. You're still hitting each other, <clears throat> but uh, it's I'll, soft. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Relatively, mm-hmm. it's soft. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, it's a lot softer because I feel like we got to take a look at how the sport is played as well. Yeah. So as an offensive lineman, you know, you're the way you're positioned and how you're basically squatting down and how you're trying to move another human being across the field. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to basically force you to butt heads. I feel like with mm-hmm. rugby, you're not really like that. The only time you ever really like putting your hands to the ground is when they have to do that thing when they. I don't know. They are like in the line and they try to push each other to get the ball under them. Yeah. But um, I feel like that's the only difference. But the reason why we do that is because we don't want anybody injured. Simple as that. We just don't want anybody injured. So I can see what you mean by that. But I feel like how the sport is played makes an effect on why we get more CT than they would. Yeah. um, But again, I think that because football used to be played with leather helmets. Mm -hmm. Remember that back in the Dizze? Yeah. They used to be played with leather helmets. And they say that there was less of those injuries because people didn't feel as confident because they didn't have body armor on. Or like they didn't even feel as scared either. Oh, dude, they were, bro, back, though, when they played football back in the day, they didn't give a fuck about anything. That's bro. what I'm saying, bro. Like when you're, when your adrenaline goes in and like you're not really thinking about that, bro, I feel like you don't really feel the pain, bro. Like I feel like the human body is. A You're gonna cons- feel it if you get headbutted in the mouth. <laughs> You're gonna feel that. You're gonna. I feel just that. feel like the human body could take a lot more pain, take a lot more than what people really, really think they can. Oh, the human body could take a shit ton of punishment. A shit ton of punishment. And people have no idea. People and if you condition no it, they could take even more. It's all in the mind, bro. Like I tell you, it's all in the mind. If you go, like you, if you go into like a when you go fight somebody at your gym, if you go in there, you look at this guy saying, "Damn, I might get my ass beat." Mm-hmm. You might actually get your ass beat, honestly. But if you go in there saying, like, I'm going to beat his ass, mm-hmm. you might still get your ass beat, but it won't be as bad. Because now you're going in with the mentality is, like, I'm not going to let this guy at least whoop my ass. But if you go there scared, bro, you're going to get your ass beat, dude. You're going to get a concussion. You're going to get hit hard and all that. Bro. Yeah, there's definitely a confidence definitely plays a role going into any situation as far as ad- athletic performance. Because if you're not confident in yourself, then if you don't believe in yourself, then you're not going to be able to do it. There's no way that you're going to be able to, you know, win a championship if you don't believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's arguably just as important as the whole all the training that went into it. If you're not confident going into like the Super Bowl or like a championship game or any game for that matter, all that training might as well mean nothing because exactly. you don't you don't believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to believe in yourself if you want to, you know, do anything, really. Poison confidence like my coach says. What do you say? Poison confidence. I 100% agree. And, yeah, especially a fight, I would never go into it saying, I think I'm going to get my ass whooped. <laughs> I don't think anybody would. But what I'm saying is, like, it's all in the mind, dude. I think I'm going to get my ass whooped. You're definitely getting your ass whooped if you think that. Honestly, this is the perfect example. I don't like roller coasters. I mean, I like roller coasters now, but I rode my first roller coaster about, like, eight months ago because my ex-girlfriend made me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like you know well, what? I'm going to do what it. What roller coaster was it? It was the easiest one. It was Nanta from SeaWorld. There was nothing hard, bro. <sighs> but the thing is that my fear is just height. It's not really roller coasters itself. Mm-hmm. I remember she told me she's like you want to go in and I told her I was like you know what, bro? It's just time. Like I got to face my fears, dude. I see these little girls at their field trip running inside. Hey, we're going to have so much fun. I'm here 6 foot 2, 6 foot 3, 279 Shivering, pounds right? and I'm just scared of this thing. I'm like, "Hell no, I'm going in this shit." Yeah. So like my girl, she was just talking to me the whole time and I'm not ignoring her, but like I'm just like, "Yep. 
Yep. <laughs> scared as hell. <laughs> as I wrote it, I, I felt a lot better, bro. I wrote it and I was like, damn, this is actually like not that bad or nothing. It's the one you sit in and then it lifts you up. And exactly. You're facing the ground. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not that big. So I went back to Universal, not back to Universal, but I went to Universal uh, with Lenny around like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And we went into the Jurassic Park ride. Yeah. It, it's not a roller coaster, but it's a fat ass drop. It's like 90 feet. About that, I don't know. It's probably a little bit less. But which it's a, roller coaster? It's not a roller coaster. It's a it's a uh, water drop. Uh, the Jurassic Park. Um, oh, okay. River yeah. Adventure. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, dude, I remember. This is what scared me. As we were going up, it stopped, and then the ch- car behind us smacked us hard, bro. And I'm like, bro, this shit is not supposed to happen. <laughs> There's got to be a loose screw or something somewhere, bro. So as we were going up, bro, Lenny's like, "Are you ready?" Bro, I remember this. I said, nope. No. Boom. I have never screamed so fucking loud (laughs) in my life, bro. (laughs) As we go down and we hit the water, I'm still screaming. I'm like, ah, ah. (laughs) And then Lenny's cracking up, bro. But I was so scared. But the thing is that this is what I'm talking about. Like, I went into Manta. Manta might not be as bad, but it was yeah. my first roller coaster ever, mm-hmm. so there was still fear. But I put in my mind, I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna let this hit me, bro. Yeah, I'm not. Your girl's right there. Yeah, you bro. Look yeah, strong, right? I'm not exactly. <laughs> I can't let my girl just go by herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but no, my girl, bro, she encouraged me. Like, dude, like honestly, yeah. she helped me, bro. And it's not like she like held my hand the whole way. She's like, no, no, but she's just like, she's like, let's do it. And I said, you're right. Let's get it. So she pushed me to do it, bro, and I love it every time. I love roller coasters. Yeah, roller coasters are dope. Yeah. Um, and, and then the Hulk one, bro. Oh, you that, the shit, Hulk? that shit was oh so Oh, my god, Bro, I remember we were going up, bro, and then it just shoots up out of nowhere. I shot up, bro. I didn't scream, bro. I closed my eyes. I'm like, oh, shit. But then after that, I told Lenny I was ready. So when we went down and we went through the whole ride, I was having so much fun, bro. The Hulk is uh, sick. Dude, the Hulk is sick. one of the best rides in Orlando. Sick. It's intense. 10 out of 10. I believe it. 10 out of 10. Oh, my gosh, dude. So that's your favorite roller coaster? Yes, so far. So far, yes. And yeah. I'm going to ride in a lot more. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. awesome that you overcame that because roller coasters are sketchy, especially <laughs> if you never rode one. It's like this big metal machine is up in the air doing flips. It's not even that, bro. Final Destination is what brought me to fear, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. If you want me to be honest with you, when I saw the movie when I was a kid, I'm not taking that chance, bro. I'm is that the not. one where they flew off the track or they got like decapitated yeah, or what happened? Yeah. So I, if I remember correctly, they got like stuck up on the little roof. Yeah. And they were like holding on and then they just all fell, bro. Oh, my gosh. First of all, definitely not going through that shit. Oh my <laughs> I'm not gosh. putting myself in that position. Bro, so that shit brought me fear for roller coasters. Like legit, dude. Yeah. I was like, there's no reason for me to take the chance of dying if I'm perfectly fine having my two feet on the floor. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So Are you scared I, of heights? I I am. I am. I was I was more terrified, but it was, it was always just because of bad experiences, bro. It was always like when I when I was flying from um, Orlando to Miami, bro, it was like the most scariest ride of my my life. Bro. A lot never, of turbulence, bro. What, bro? That bitch was going boom, boom, up and down, bro. I've never clinched my ass cheeks so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, oh shit! Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And then like everybody was acting normal, but like I'm here sweating, bro. I'm scared as fuck. I'm like, dude, I don't know if this is exactly what's supposed to happen. And it's not even a normal flight, bro. It's not a normal plane. It's like one of them Jurassic Park um, planes, too, bro. Because we were flying with JetBlue. Yeah. And they canceled our flight. 
So they put us put us with another airline, and it was like one of them really small airplanes, bro. So you heard everything. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> bro. I was dumb scared, bro. Dude, so I'm going on a plane for like the first time where I can remember, like in December, mm. December 16th to the 20th. I'm gonna be in Boulder, Colorado. Really, it's yeah. not as bad as you think it is. I'm just making it. We're flying right Spirit there. though. Oh, you gonna end up as one. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Malaysia 372, right? I hope that doesn't happen. Remember that missing No, nah, it won't. It won't. Trust me. Uh, flying is the safest transportation. It is. Uh, it I mean, is. you can't hit shit. You can't hit shit. And the only time anything really goes bad is because of human error. That's the only time. And but, turbulence, right? No, turbulence is perfectly normal. What is that? It's like when the plane goes like up and then down, up and then down. Is it's it shake? Doesn't. I mean, sometimes it does. But like... <laughs> Scared as fuck now. Nah, I just put a <laughs> fear in you. But no, nah, it's not as bad. It's not. It's supposed to happen. Bro, it's because wind is hitting it. Bro. Yeah. So like wind's hitting the fucking plane as it's flying through it, bro. So my girl told me spirit sucks too. Like we're gonna be sitting on like crates. And yeah, why did be you like, guys get spirit, bro? bro that was flights. the bro, that was the only one where it was like a straight flight. I mean, we're actually connecting, but like all the other ones were like the like how much they cost and like you know how long it was gonna take it was like dude i don't want to do this like there's no point i have a couple stories about about spirit i don't know if you want me to tell you them but i would love to hear a spirit story i mean i'm gonna be flying spirit i want to know what i'm getting into okay i'll tell you two because two shit two things happened to me so the first one was when i was flying um it was like the first vacation that they gave us when i first went to campbell Mm -hmm. and um i went down to orlando for like a week and then i was flying back and then the flight was normal. It was nothing crazy. And um, as we were going up, everything was fine. I took a nap and something woke me up. The plane literally just dropped, bro. For like, like, bro, if I remember my dude, it was like four seconds, guy. Four to three seconds. And, bro, four to three seconds with that shit is more than enough time for you to shit your pants, bro. <laughs> oh I swear, God. bro. Trust me, I can do it in one second. <laughs> bro, it went down, bro, and the and I had two of my teammates, bro. I wasn't even I didn't even know I was flying with them, bro. And bro, they both were scared. My boy Blake was sitting in the middle. That boy grabbed my hand and squeezed the hard as fuck, bro, because he was sleeping too. He was dumb scared. Bro, that was scary as hell. And then the second time was when I was again another vacation. I was flying back to North Carolina with Spirit. And then the plane just turned off before we took off. Just turned off. Before you took off? Before I took off. It uh, just turned oh, off. Oh, so you're just like there? Yeah. The and lights all turned off? Everything turned off. Like as if you was to take the car keys out and then the car was just that. that. It just turned off. Lights off. Everything. The engines turned off. Everything. How long? Bro, bro we were stuck there for like 10 minutes. Just lights off? I lights, no, lights off for like five minutes. Lights turned back on. Everything went back to normal within 10 minutes. But that shit was scary because a lady in the background screams, because the guy in the in the the pilot was like, "Hey, it was just something. Uh, a switch went bad or something like that. Everything's fine. We're gonna go back to normal. We're flying." Some lady was like, "What if this happens while we're flying?" I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> well, that's I don't want to hear that thing shit. I'm thinking. I'm yeah, like, holy I know. shit. I know. I'm thinking. I'm that like, too. let me get the fuck off. I'm gonna start screaming, "Bomb! You gotta get me off this fucking plane right now, bro! Bomb! Bomb! I don't give a fuck if I can't fly, dude. I'm not. I'm not. That, that would that would freak me the fuck out, dude. I was fucking scared. What do you bro, mean the shit turned off, bro? Like fucking I'm plane? I'm telling you, bro. Yes, dude. Like I'm telling you, it's like if you was like you're driving your car and you just take out the keys, everything just turns off like that. It, it was just off, off. It was dark as hell, and that was it. Bro. And that Nobody was on spirit? It. it was spirit, yes. Fuck. Dude, that's, that does not make me feel good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry not, to I'm, tell you that. No, nah, that's all right, because I, <laughs> I want to know what I'm getting into, but that is... 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't fly mm. spirit no more. And you know what? That <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and you know fuck? what? That that flight actually costs just twenty seven dollars, dude. The one that turned the flight turned off. For hell yeah. I want that twenty. Flights are cheap back. right now. Yeah, you want no. it back? <laughs> no, but it happened um before COVID even started, dude. Yeah, so it was COVID, a cheap flight. COVID flights are cheap right now. Yeah, they are, bro. I'm going oh to Puerto I'm thinking about going to Puerto Rico, bro. Honestly. We should. I'd be down. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Always down. Lenny's Always. Lenny's family's right now, right? Yeah. They are. Oh, yeah. We can hit them up. Gay bro, their family lives over oh, there. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down to go to Puerto Rico. It'll be lit, bro. Be lit. Oh, yeah. I love traveling. It's cheap there, too, kind of. It is, yeah. Kinda. Relative to here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would just be, I'd be dancing. Every day. So drunk. I know you on would. On the beach. Knowing you, bro. <laughs> knowing me. Me and my girl there are just so faded. Doesn't so many fun. stories to be told <laughs> after that day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nah, it's just. So, Colombia is the only country you've been to besides here? No, I've been to Bahamas, Mexico, Honduras, Belize, and uh, that's it outside the country. But I've been that's almost it. all over, almost all 50 states, honestly. Almost. You've been to almost all 50 states? Oh, nah, or not you've flown way. through them at least? <laughs> I'm a little over dramatic about it. I feel like Let you said me... four earlier and nah. you're like 50 states. <laughs> Alaska, nah. motherfucking Hawaii. You know I am, bro. I Maine. Exaggerate South sometimes. South Dakota. Nah, let me rephrase that. Not almost 50 states, but I've been to a good amount of states. I think I've been to like at least like 15, bro. But again, because of football, bro, we're always traveling through mm -hmm. states while we're driving and shit like that. What are like generalized differences between life in different states compared to here because i've only only lived here bro it's honestly everyone's the same but everyone's different so like everyone's the same as in like they're very nice they have the same thoughts that you have where like i can't treat this person like shit mm -hmm. but they would find certain things funny that we probably wouldn't find funny like what like let's say so like like in north carolina the people there are super nice super nice the yeah. nicest people you will ever meet California, the super nicest people ever. Iowa, the super nicest people ever. But the thing is that, like, each one of them had, like, their own weird, like, little thing, bro. It's kind of hard to explain because I don't want to I don't want to offend nobody from those <laughs> states. You know what I'm saying? You got to go back there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend nobody's states. But, like, bro, like, California people can be weird sometimes, dude. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Sometimes they just, like, they're just weird. But, like, you actually have to meet one for you to understand what I'm saying. Because they're not rude. They're not disrespectful people. They're just hippies. Kind of, yeah. They're kind of <laughs> just like hippies, bro. Like, yeah, bro. They're just, they're weird. Hey, bro. man, the environment. <laughs> See, they probably get really excited when it rains. Yes, bro. I when yeah. I lived there for six months. It only rained once. Yeah, us. It's here. It's like fuck. It's raining again today. Every day. It's so bipolar here in Florida. Yeah, so bipolar. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that that's 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 funny because they're definitely in a drought and we're just like making fun of it right yeah and like, <laughs> and like again like north carolina people can be like really nice but sometimes they can be like really rude like out, out of nowhere like they'll like make fun of you bro <laughs> what's the deal with people saying florida is cr like crazy bro that's everywhere too that's not like bro that's not like just like a state bro that's real dude like people I know. think that like florida people are insane I mean, we are something different in the water down here. I feel like we're the best college football athletes. Always. This is this is this is football state over here. Yeah. Bro. Every time I'd go, there's always Florida kids in the team. Oh yeah. Always. But there's we just produce high caliber athletes here. Yeah, I know. You know what bro. I'm saying? We take it serious and but what, what do you do why do you think that that is though? Do you think it's because of the amount of people that live here, the environment that we live in? Is it because the hum because of how hot it is that it just makes the athletes a lot stronger? I think the humidity definitely plays a role in your endurance and your ability to uh, withstand the heat and withstand like cardiac it. output. Okay, 
you know, because also we live at sea level, so mm-hmm. we get like optimal oxygen levels. So that's also good, um, considering if you train here your whole life or anything, you're receiving pretty much the best oxygen levels that you can on yeah. the planet because we're at sea level. You know, we're designed as human beings to be at sea level. Mm-hmm. Some people have lived above sea level for so long that they get adapt to it. But optimally, you want to be at sea level when doing anything where you're exerting force and you're, you know, having cellular respiration take place. So I think that plays a role. Um, because you notice that some athletes, when they go to like play the Denver Broncos, they're passing out on the sideline. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we because had a game like that in Cali because my my Cali JUCO, our our stadium is like a dome, and mm-hmm. it was fake grass. So in Cali, it's just dry heat. Here's more humid, so it's a little bit more wet and stuff. It's just heat, bro. It's hot as hell. So the heat when we played against Allen Hancock, bro, they were throwing up, bro. It was 90 degrees, but with the with the grass and with a bowl, the heat wasn't leaving. So it was like literally it felt like it was 98 degrees, 100 degrees. Oh, outside. my gosh. Us, Pierce, we were. I was playing for Pierce College. We were used to it, bro. We didn't feel anything. But the other team, bro, they were throwing up. They were gassed. They were just tired as hell. They couldn't handle it, bro. They it's, killed it. It's a, it's, definitely plays a huge role in what your body is trained for. And I think that, you know, just being in Florida, um, us taking football pretty seriously, you know, that's more of a Southern thing, um, is taking like high school football seriously. Like everybody would just leave their job on Friday nights and go to the high school and watch the games type thing. Like that, that mixed with, you know, just the climate we were talking about and the training, you know, I think that's, that's what creates a lot of, you know, exceptional athletes in this area is just because of how serious we take it and the conditions that our athletes are put through just because of where they live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, um, I think that that's why it is. I think, but wh- people say they're, we're crazy in general. You know, they're like, oh, Florida's oh, crazy. Yeah, back to that. Yeah. Cause so yeah. many things happen. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, we have like our own page. Like, I think it was called like, what happens in Florida or something like that? Like only in Florida. That's what Florida it's man. Yeah, Florida man killed crocodile with his bare teeth. Or like, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know with his bare hands. Or he does the death like row on the crocodile. Yeah, some shit like that. Apparently, the alligator, lot, bro. Apparently, we do a lot of crazy shit. It's always all over the internet, and like, I don't know why that is, but it's just that's just the way they view it around the country. Honestly, I think there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens here, especially too consistently. Because we have Miami, we have Orlando, we have these big. Cities, well, Miami's bro. basically Cuba, you know. So that's yeah. that's like. We have that. We also have Tallahassee, which is like complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. And then there's everywhere in between Orlando, fuck, huge city growing. It's going to be, honestly, that's going to be like a, like a major city in 10, 20 years. Yeah. It's going to be like a major city. Like its population is growing. Once Lake Nona pops off, it's over, bro. What do you mean? Lake Nona? Yeah. You know where that is? Yeah, I do. But it's Lake not really Nona a- is a very affluent part of Florida. And... Uh, some company I don't know the name of just signed a deal. Um, so their company, what they do is produce air taxis. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, an aircraft that will take you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set up their headquarters in Lake Nona. Mm-hmm. So that will start happening within the next five years. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be a revolutionary company. And not only that, but Lake Nona is a really nice place to live. You know, they're building a lot of stuff. It's a lot of unclaimed land. So 
if you want some free game, buy some land out there and just hang on to it because that that place is gonna pop off. It's got a lot of money in there, and Windermere is gonna pop off too. My Wind- brother, yeah, Windermere is popping off already right Bro, now. I went they got to- a three story LA Fitness. Really? Yes, dude. Damn. Yeah, I know. That's not a joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. Holy shit. <laughs> That's big as fuck. I know. It's not a joke. Um, but that, yeah, Windermere definitely, because just because it's close to all the attractions, it's right there near I Drive. Mm-hmm. You're in reach of everything, you know. And it's beautiful, bro. It's, it's beautiful. so nice over there. My brother lives over there. It's super nice. Oh, yeah. Is that where he moved? Oh, uh, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. That's a really nice place to live. Super cool. Yeah, super mm-hmm. nice. Um, but also, I mean, stuff that happens here is like, you know, people get attacked by alligators. Uh, we have like the biggest alligators ever, like on golf courses, just walking. It'll be like 20 feet long, like a dinosaur. <laughs> we had the Casey Anthony thing. We had the Trayvon Martin thing. And we had the Ted Bundy thing. Dude, that was all in Florida. Yeah, I know. Like we are consistently the craziest state. <laughs> and people say, oh, people from Florida are crazy. You're damn right, bitch. You know what I'm saying? We're <laughs> we fucking crazy. This We're shit. fucking crazy. You don't want to, yeah. you don't want to fucking listen. If there was ever a civil war, whichever side of Florida's on, they're winning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Florida's got some that crazy ass people, they dude. Do, and bro. we it's basically Australia. We got so many animals. We have scorpions, spiders, um, palmetto bugs, um, bald Panther. eagles, uh, Florida Panther, bobcats, bears, uh, alligators, huge alligators. Big ass alligators. Um bro. we got everything. We have I feel like Stephen Irwin would love to live here. Bro, Steve Irvin definitely would have loved to live here. Um, probably not crazy enough for him, though. Yeah, boy, <laughs> there's in not enough. There's not enough deadly stuff out here. Um, yeah, it is in Australia, bro. Yeah, Australia's scary as hell. Oh, bro! Imagine waking up, bro. You see a big ass spider right in your roof, bro. dude. You've seen, you know. Am I thinking about the same spiders you're talking about? The big ones? The one that you have to like grab like a container to. The one you have to like put in like a rear naked choke because it's so big. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying, dude? They're what are they called? What are those huge spiders called? I have no idea. I think they're not wolf spiders, but bro, they're like this big. Nah, that can't be real, dude. I'll show you pictures of it. It's called a banana spider. A banana spider. I remember he's had one of those in my grandma's house, Um, but. Well, yeah, I just, I don't fuck with spiders, but I'll tell you what I do fuck with this intermission we're about to take. So we'll be right back. And we're back. Cheers. Mm. Sipping on that cerveza. You, know you haven't even taken a sip. I'm taking like seven I've already. taken a couple sips, dog. Come <laughs> on, you got, you're a large human being. There is a topic I want to bring up because I want to hear your feedback on it and your thoughts on it. All right. What is it? Aliens. I've been wanting to mention this to you for a long ass time because <laughs> 2020 is getting fucking crazy. It's already crazy enough. Yeah. And there's aliens that are real now. The government like said it's real. What's good, bro? What's the move? What are we All doing? Right. We're getting ready for an alien invasion or are we just gonna wait to see what happens? Alright, we're going deep <laughs> yeah. right now. Okay, yeah. so I think that there are definitely aliens um, like us. Like us, like that can not breathe like us, but basically live the same way as us, where they need some type, like we need oxygen, where they need some type of gas to to allow them to breathe and stuff like that. Do you believe that? Because remember, aliens don't always have to be like a physical thing. It could be like a mist as well or something like that. That's what we were talking about. That was what I told you about. You did, yes. That was you. You did tell me that. You did. So my idea about aliens is that 
they could be a completely different type of matter that we are unable to detect with technology we have right now. So they could literally be in this room right now, but they are on a different plane of matter. Like they don't. They, we don't see them. See, this is why I like talking to him about this shit. Cause <laughs> 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 we we couldn't shit. see them. They could come right. They could walk right through us, mm-hmm. you know, and we would never know. Um, so there has been sightings by, you know, official government agencies. Um, I think Commander David Fravor, um, he was a Air Force pilot. Um, and he was the one who his main thing that a lot of people know him for is the Tic Tac. And he was piloting an aircraft and there was fellow uh, servicemen who were piloting other aircrafts near them. And they were in the Pacific Ocean, I believe. And they all picked up a Tic Tac shape uh UFO unidentified flying object on their radar at the same time out of nowhere they picked that up and then they they they're like oh what is this like we got to see what this is and they fly over and it's just in the water like hmm. it's like underneath the surface of the water so did they only see this in their radar or did they see it they with saw their with their eyes wow you could look down you could see it <coughs> as they're flying over um and I think sightings like that are the most not only remarkable but believable because those are people in the military. Those are He's a commander. Like He's not like a crazy person. A lot of sightings you see with Bigfoot and Chupacabras and aliens, they're people who are, you know, there's a possibility they could be delusional. Like they could be making stuff up that they see. You know, they just want the attention. There's a lot of stuff. Like is nobody nobody really has solid evidence. But things like that, so radar detections, that's not made up. That's something that's tangible that you can look at. You're like, all right, there was an aircraft here and it did move at a speed not even not even close to how fast human aircraft can move. It apparently it went from like two thousand feet to like sea level in like a second. And then it just disappeared once I got close. It just took off, and it was gone off the radar. So things like that, um, if you go deep enough, like when you're by yourself thinking about it, I think that there are definitely aliens that have visited here, but I don't think they visited here recently. I heard about this theory that aliens are possibly time travelers from us in the future. That's definitely a possibility. Because if you notice, our bodies are getting smaller while our brains are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. So you look at an alien, like a stereotypical alien, what do they got? The big ass head, the small ass body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a nice theory. I'm not going to lie. That, that, that really makes you think for a second. For sure. Because every time there's always an alien like sighting or something, there's never been an alien invasion. I feel like if there was an alien invasion... The technology that they have, they would just blast us. Bro, that would end racism. That would end every problem on the entire planet because we would all have a common enemy and we would all join together as humans. Exactly. That's the only way that you're going to fix all the problems is if there's an outside threat that comes to Earth. And I guarantee because... Do you think that will happen one day? I hope not. Because <laughs> we're fucked. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> fucked because there's no way that our little, bu- little bullets are going to be able to hurt anything 
uh, that's coming to Earth from a different planet, mm-hmm. from a different solar system. Mm-hmm. If they have the technology to be able to travel between solar systems, they're not worried about bullets. Mm. You need to be worried about them vaporizing the entire planet with like a gun on their ship. And honestly, from how smart they are, they probably are way smarter in combat than we are. So they probably studied us way this they long. Don't even, they, they probably don't even waste their time with combat. They have a gun that's like this small that'll just vaporize you and turn you into atoms. Men in black type of shit. Yeah, literally men in black. And uh, that's funny that you say that about the aliens, the stereotypical, they're called greys. That's with the big head and the little body. Okay. Because that makes sense because we do use our brains more. Um, recently in our evolutionary process as human beings, our brain size doubled over a period of two million years. So it has definitely gotten bigger and it will continue getting bigger because of the amount of stress and the amount of work we do with our brains. Mm-hmm. Also, our bodies are getting smaller because of how little we use them mm-hmm. relative to humans before us. Um, but this is my question. I don't understand how, how that's possible considering we as humans lift a lot of weights and stuff like that like back then some people back then we didn't do that you know back then we didn't have to because we were working every day to survive yeah, if you're a farmer have you ever met a farmer like somebody who's a farmer they're like kind of built because they're working their whole life mm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you're working to survive especially when you want to go back even farther you know we're running and gunning in the woods we're running in the woods mm-hmm. you know our feet are conditioned to be in the woods we're climbing trees mm-hmm. like it's nothing you go to the amazon you go to really remote places in the world where people are kind of like i don't want to say less civilized but less uh but less secular like they're less involved with globalization and everything like they have you know very distinct practices that they carry you know they they mm-hmm. farm you know they're nomadic you know, they live in tribes. Like, those kind of people, they're strong people. Yeah. Like, their bodies are built to survive. And that's how all humans work. That's... But, I mean, so this is the thing. I watched this um this thing, this documentary about indigenous people living and not, on, not knowing about the real world. This indigenous people in um, Papua New Guinea, I think it was. I saw them, and they were really skinny. They weren't big. They had this defect where, like, their stomach is big and only big because they don't eat a lot. That's what happens when you starve. Uh-huh. Your stomach fills up with gases because <coughs> your body starts eating itself. So, I I mean, I might just be overthinking it, but the thing is that we lift weights every day. Mm-hmm. I do. My teammates do. You probably don't, but you do physical activity that nobody did in the past, way back then. Mm-hmm. So, like... How is our bodies getting smaller if many people around this world are trying to get bigger and fitter? People are getting bigger. Um, we have the biggest humans in history right now, um, and that's thanks to nutrition. Uh, nutrition plays a big role in how you develop as a human being. So, you know, you're probably taller than your parents, right? Mm, Tallest in the family. Yeah, and that's because you probably had more adequate nutrition and vitamins and minerals put in your body when you were growing up steroids <laughs> <laughs> straight up <laughs> no i'm um, just joking no there's steroids in food though like chickens apparently they're big as hell now compared to what they were oh yeah d- uh, genetically modified organisms yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. definitely pump them they've definitely manipulated how a chicken is grown so it's not natural anymore chickens don't get you know two pounds they can get up to 20 pounds and they're Thick. Just the, they made them like that, so it's more efficient when producing meat. 
Mm-hmm. So but one chicken why, can make more meat. But that's it. why Americans are more bigger than Colombians and other people around the country. I mean, around the world. Bro, we put so much shit in our fucking food. In Colombia, everything's natural, bro. It's just mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. And then, like, bro, like, <laughs> like, it's going to sound weird, but, like, every time I go to Colombia, I honestly don't feel good because the natural food there from what the doctor told me was, I'm like, I don't know. The food there is so natural that it's actually trying to take away all the chemicals and toxins. That it's trying to cleanse your exactly. body. Exactly. Yeah. So like, that makes I, sense. I always eventually end up actually losing weight when I go to Colombia, then gaining weight, and I eat a lot more there because I mean, my my mm-hmm. mom and dad is living over there, so they always buy me stuff. I think a big problem with obesity here is that everything is so spread apart. We have such a huge country, mm-hmm. huge landmass mm-hmm. that. You kind of have to drive. Mm-hmm. I know in Colombia people drive, but there's a lot of people that walk around mm-hmm. and a lot of people that ride bikes. We need to do that more here, bro. Definitely. We need to do Definitely that more. Definitely agree. Um, that's why, you know, people in New York, they move around a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But here, I mean, you have to drive to a lot of places. Everything is so spread out. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to drive. And I think that... There's not, there's not even sidewalks in North Carolina, bro. There's no sidewalks in North Carolina. Really? Where in my area where I live, at least. The only sidewalks is around campus. That's really it. But is like there bike lanes? No. Oh. No. Damn. Yeah. Every time I walk, I legit have to walk on the, the side of the street where it's facing forward, towards me mm-hmm. so I know what car is coming. Yeah. But there's no sidewalks, no. I think, I think added on to that about, you know, how everything is so spread out. Yeah. Also, the diet, you know, such easy access to fast food mm-hmm. it's almost cheaper than cooking your own food always and i think that's bad um there's so much sugar mm-hmm. i don't really eat sugar like that mm-hmm. i eat, if i eat sugar it's natural sugar i don't eat candy i don't eat cake none of that um but i think that diet you know like soda and candy and sweets um mixed with you know driving a lot and us just being overall less active because people can go their whole lives without you know, doing something active and they can be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a, a coder on a computer. Yeah. You don't have to lift weights. That's your personal choice. Mm-hmm. But you can be successful in life and never have to do anything active. Mm-hmm. And that was not always the case before, like, 100 years ago. Like, you had to move. Like, mm. you had to move. No every matter who you were. No matter who you were. Yeah. You were moving around. Mm-hmm. Unless you were, like, royalty and you could just sit around all day and get fat mm-hmm. because you didn't have to lift a finger because you're royalty. Yeah, literally the only fat people in the world back then were just, like, It used people. to be seen as, like, that's that was a... You're rich. Yeah, you're rich if yeah. you're fat because you can afford to eat. Exactly. Yeah. And that's... I mean, shoot. It's, it's, it's kind of, like, it's weird because, like... I I feel like I get energy from working out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you do physical exercise, you get energy. Mm-hmm. And I just wish everybody knew that because I feel like without exercise, because we're basically animals. You know what I'm saying? We are animals. We are animals. We need to move. Mm-hmm. What happens when a dog, and you don't take it outside to play or anything, it goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like an athletic type of dog, like a German Shepherd, you have to work those Feels things. Feels like it's in prison. Yeah. <coughs> That's how I feel when I don't work out. I have to work out like three to four times a week. I have to do something where I sweat. Mm-hmm. I like to break a sweat at least once a day. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that... That helps me go. I like being outside. Outside is really important. I think that's a big part of how COVID was detrimental to us is because it made us stay inside. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D is so important. Always. In fact, vitamin D might be 
a pivotal role in the effects of COVID-19 on the human body. Mm. Um, Why? So there was a study done, uh, I think it was in India, and um, basically everybody who had severe effects of COVID-19, such as being hospitalized or being put on a ventilator, or just really adverse effects, like mm-hmm. it was like a serious life-threatening condition. Because mm-hmm. some people it doesn't like, it doesn't phase them, they don't have to go to the hospital, but some people it's really bad. Those people who was really bad, I believe it was, it was at least 95% of them were vitamin D deficient. Mm. There was a strong correlation between the effects of COVID-19 and the vitamin D levels in your blood. Mm-hmm. I take 5,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. That's the highest amount you can get in a pill, is 5,000 IUs. I do that because I don't go outside as much. I recently got a job where I work in an office. Mm-hmm. So I don't go outside as much as I did when I used to work at Disney. Your main source of vitamin D is going to come from the sunlight, and then the rest of it's going to come from your diet. Mm-hmm. So I have to take those supplements. I go outside as much as I can. When I'm not working, I try to be outside, you know, just get that sunlight. And I feel like Wally. I'm just charging up in the sun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the diet, I mean, the diet is super important. You got to eat your greens. That's where you get your calcium, your vitamin D. And vitamin D is so important as a vitamin that it could almost be considered a hormone in the way that it metabolizes in your stomach. Mm. You know, it's, it's arguably the most important vitamin is vitamin B. You know, we need the sun. And that's why you see a lot in, like, places like – so if you're genetically – native to a certain part of the world so you know why people are different like pigmentations right yeah, why people are different part of the part of the world that they were exactly born. like you're 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 a little bit tanner than me because i live closer to the equator exactly mm-hmm. so your skin has become more resistant to the sunlight mm-hmm. so your skin for thousands of years has been used to absorbing sunlight by means of how much melanin you have in your skin exactly so say you're really dark Mm -hmm. and you move somebody you move somewhere where it is a very high altitude like new york city you move somewhere that's far from the equator you're getting less sunlight what do you think happens to your vitamin d levels then yeah it's super low Mm -hmm. and the fact that nobody's talking about that is really sad because that that is bad because people don't even want to talk about the fact that African-American men and women who live in northern parts of our country are suffering from low levels of vitamin D. And they don't even know because people don't want to even educate them on that. People don't want to educate them that, hey, if you're not, you know what I'm saying, you need to be going outside. But that's not even going to help you because, you know, you live in a high altitude part of the world. Mm-hmm. So the vitamin D isn't even getting in as much. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason why people's skin is white is because they, they're, they're supposed to be able to absorb as much vitamin D as they can because it's so little. The reason why people's skin is black is because they're supposed to be able to absorb vitamin D with constant pounding of the sun. Because cause pe- the people that are black don't get sunburned because their skin is so conditioned over a long lineage of human history not to get sunburned. They don't have to worry about s- I don't know if they don't have to worry about skin cancer, but it's definitely substantially less than people who are Caucasian have to. Mm-hmm. Because people who are Caucasian are much more sensitive to the sun. So you take somebody who's Caucasian, you move them somewhere near the equator, they're going to burn really easily. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So it's the same thing when you take somebody who is, you know, from somewhere near the equator and you move them like towards like Greenland or something. Mm -hmm. They don't get sufficient vitamin D because there isn't sufficient vitamin D going there. And the way that their skin metabolizes it isn't going to be able to let them have sufficient levels. So that's where supplementation comes in. That's where the real importance on diet comes in. Because if you don't have that, then you're going to suffer adverse effects with your health. That's going to be real problems later on down the road as you get older and your body starts deteriorating. And even things that are more short-term, like COVID-19. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a real issue. And the fact that no one on the news is talking about it is irritating. Like Nobody wants to talk about vitamin C, zinc, magnesium, vitamin D, improving your immune system, getting outside and being active. Everybody wants to talk about wearing a mask. Everybody wants to talk about social distancing. Fuck six feet. Six feet is not going to save you. <laughs> but I can fart and that shit will hit you from 12 <laughs> feet away. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to save you with six feet. Apparently, there's a you can sneeze and it'll go 36 feet if there's no barriers in the way. There is a barrier on some face masks. You can sneeze through the face mask. Though, unless you are wearing an N95. That must be a hell of a sneeze. Bro, there's a lot of force between a sneeze. There's a lot of force coming out of a sneeze. There's a lot of debate within that. I don't have enough expertise or knowledge behind that for me to even put my opinion towards that but i just i don't know i feel like it would stop it honestly it'll help <coughs> it'll help but if i could smell a fart through a mask you know what i'm saying it's like uh yeah because covid definitely goes. getting in here <laughs> <laughs> if i smell that fart facts <laughs> you that know what i'm saying <coughs> but um going back to the alien part the part that i'm asking is like again why is the theory that our bodies is getting smaller even though we're still because you're a athlete. That's your thing. So I don't really see what other people do. Well, I'm just saying the there's some people who are being stronger, fitter, bigger, more athletic than humans have ever been in history. But you compare that to the rest of the world who aren't. In reality, we're not moving in the direction that like people like you and I are. We're moving in the opposite direction. So I'm getting my kids and grandkids ready for the <laughs> getting bigger. You definitely want to be. I like to I like to stay as active as I can. I like to cuz dude, all of this civilization we have, all this comfortableness can be taken away at any time. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to survive. And if you're not used to using your body to like, you know, move things around and just get work done, then that's going to be a real shock to you. Mm -hmm. You might not make it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that you know, we like you're saying, people are getting bigger and stronger because, you know, I think science has a lot to do with that. Now that people know that if you intake a certain type of food and you work out a certain amount, mm -hmm. that it can do these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely been people who have been jacked before, like hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, people have been jacked. Mm -hmm. Like Roman soldiers, ancient Rome, gladiators, they Spartans, were jacked. Spartans, Spartans. bro. Ain't fucking with a Spartan. They were five four, but they would beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 they, they're, they're, they're like, uh, that was their whole, that was their whole culture. Their whole culture was on war and Live building soldiers. Yeah, they would look at a baby when it was born, and if it was deformed in any way, they would just throw it off a cliff. Really, like that's eugenics at its finest. That's literally like they were You're making not sure. Good enough. Yeah, they were making sure that their gene pool stayed a certain way. Like. They wanted the strongest soldiers and nothing less. Damn. And their diet was 
I mean, obviously, perfect, as good as you can get because there's no McDonald's. There's no unnatural sugars. There's only things off the land. There's meat, and there's fruit, and there's vegetables. You think the food back then was still fire? That food back then was fucking shit, dude. <laughs> that shit was not like my girls cooking. No salt. They had they no no. They, I think they did have seasoning, but the w- I think the reason seasoning was actually started to be used is so that spoiled meat wouldn't taste as bad. Ah, uh, like what? S- like who would eat spoiled meat though? Bro, you act like they had refrigerators. That's like you had meat. It's like you can only keep it for a certain amount of time. If you're traveling, you have meat. That's true. You want to use seasoning, so I didn't think about that honestly. Yeah. It's you. It's Did you read that somewhere? No, that, that's, like that's just true. It's true. Oh, it's true. Yeah, that's 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 where spices came from, mm. and they would use it on meat, and that's why spices were seen as a delicacy because it allowed you to keep your meat for longer, which is, wow. dude, that's actually like, I did not know that. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. Yeah, that's like cool paprika, salt, pepper, um, you know, just stuff like that. It would allow meat to stay longer without it spoiling because if it spoils, you can't eat it. Yeah, you know, you get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing is. When we started cooking our meat as human beings, I think that attributes to... Our knowledge getting even bigger, bro. Well, yeah, because of the bioavailability of the meat that we were eating, mm-hmm. like how much protein we would actually absorb when it was cooked. And that is also attributed to, you know, our. I think that's attributed to how our brains grew, like doubled in size over two million years, which is crazy. We have super unproportional brains to how big our bodies are. Like our brains are huge. Like a T-Rex, we had bigger brains than that, and they were huge animals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, compared to how tall, how big we are, our brains are really big for how big we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things. And we don't even use all of it. Oh, yeah. We don't use all of it. We use all of it. We, we do use all of it, but not at the same time. We use it for different things. So there's always people that say, oh, you only use 30% of your brain or something like that. But I mean, each part of your brain is... It's for something else. For something else, exactly. Exactly. So uh, there's no there's no reason why you'd be firing all parts of your brain at the ex- same time. Exactly. So I feel like that statement's kind of misled. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not sure about that one. To be real with you, we'll see. I'm kind of, I kind of hope that we get we get our knowledge so high we already know so much about the brain that I mean we, we can are. move stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking at it, just staring it so hard, it just start moving. See, things. now that is interesting because. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but the power of the mind is a Do lot. Do you think that's possible if we make ourselves smarter, we understand the brain more? No, I don't think that's possible. I, I don't think you can. I don't that. think you can manipulate physical matter <laughs> um, with your brain. A lot of people believe that shit too. Bro. Yeah, a lot of people are also fucking stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people that believe the world's flat. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? The world is not flat. Mm. That's no, it's not flat. Nah. It's not flat. There's no way. Have Bro, you ever seen it? If you stand on the fourth floor of a balcony, you have can see you the earth curve. Have you ever seen it? Yes. You seen it? I've seen the earth curve. Nah. For sure. Nah. <laughs> Bro, you can sit on the fourth <laughs> floor of any balcony and you can see the earth curve. It's not that hard. No, nah, I know. I'm joking. No, there's a lot Bro, of you've been to Columbia. You yeah. look outside the window when it's in the air. Does it look flat? No, no, it doesn't. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't so what happens? Enough. You think it's like a Pac-Man map where you just like <laughs> go to one side, you pop out on the other one? No, I believe the world's a, a circle as well. I'm just saying, there's a lot of people that say that the world's possibly flat. And when I had a discussion with this about about it with one of my friends, the only thing he ever said was, "Have you ever seen it?" I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Have you ever actually flown up and looked at the Earth?" And yeah, I said, there's no. a Japanese satellite that takes a picture of the Earth every hour. Mm. 
You think they Photoshop every picture? Possibly. Every picture? Who knows? For no reason? Maybe. Just to just to follow that to narrative. Fuck around, fuck the world. <laughs> so, but you can see the moon. You can see that the moon is. Yeah, that's true. I did say that to him, but he said, "Does the moon look like a three D circle, or doesn't it just look like a flat circle right there?" Bro, it looks like a fucking sphere. <laughs> I, I told a, him that I, shit. <laughs> I had a telescope when I was a child, and I looked at that shit, and it like for multiple days, and it would be different parts of the moon. It wouldn't just be like, oh, that's right there. That's like the <laughs> Batman sign. The United States is pointing at the sky for people like me. Yeah. No, dude, that's real. And you can see other planets as well. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why people would think the Earth is flat. It's completely ridiculous. That's so... It's because they don't believe in NASA. They think that NASA lies a lot, bro. They literally do. I saw this thing on YouTube, and I don't remember what the YouTube channel is called, but they literally debate about stuff. And then one is talking about how there's flat earthers, and then there's and then they're debating with scientists. And the flat earthers are just discussing about how they believe that NASA is fake. They believe that. Do they have any evidence? <clears throat> uh, they claim that they did, but one thing that really <laughs> they claim that they had evidence no, allegedly. <laughs> one thing, one thing, one thing that real that the scientists said that really popped my mind that yeah. really made me think was that a lot of those people believe what they believe, and then they just start basically putting evidence in it. When, like, scientists see something, and then they try to put evidence next to it, they try to put, like, different facts into it, and then when they see that it actually works, then they'll be like, yeah, that's real. Yeah, While so a flat earther is like, it's real, and then they just start putting shit in it, like, this is why it's real, this is why it's real. That's called it's confirmation real. bias. So you think something's real, and you will find whatever information you can find in order to support your ideas. And most of the most of the resources, more of the like it's all YouTube, the, exactly. Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> Does that piss you These off? These people bro? have been spending their whole lives, the cream of the crop scientists, bro. But the most they believe that shit in their hearts, bro. Bro, if you ever meet anyone who's worked with people who have went to space, and you tell them that shit, they would probably fight you. No, I heard that. What's his name? The guy that first landed in the moon, not Neil Armstrong. No, no, no. The other dude, um, yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, I heard that somebody told him that shit and he punched him in their fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he said fuck you what do you mean that shit's fake bro dude he's like how do you sleep at night knowing that you faked the moon landing and the guy was like back the fuck up yeah he was like 70 years old and he rocked his shit <laughs> i would have too bro imagine Hell yeah the biggest accomplishment of your human life, history of human history and somebody said nah you're a liar yeah i'll be like i'm tired of this shit <laughs> that dog. ass bro that ass dude that is no so see but this is the thing though I don't believe any of that is real. I believe that it is all. I mean, excuse me. I believe that it's all real. I don't believe that it's fake. But a lot of people that believe it's fake, basically make it sound like it really is fake. They like it makes you really think, honestly. Because sometimes like the evidence that they pull up with like the moon landing kind of makes you think, like, damn. You think we landed on the moon? I do. I believe so. I really do. But again, I'm not closed-minded. Do you feel mm -hmm. me? Yeah. I'm willing to actually see both sides and then choose both choose which side I'm on. Mm -hmm. I choose a scientist because that's their profession. They've been studying for many, many years. Yeah. When you're sick, mm -hmm. you go to a doctor. When you're mentally not okay, you go to a psychiatrist or whatnot. And then... When you want to go to the moon, you go to the scientist. Exactly. Yeah. You don't go to YouTube and look it up and you say, this is real. Oh, this guy from Michigan that posted this three hours ago that looks with his mom said that the world's flat. No, you don't do that. Should you feel me? But there are some evidence that I'm not finna lie. It kind of made me think like, hmm, this might have been fake. But I mean, I don't know. So my mom's um, an attorney she works for. He used to work at NASA when they went to the moon. Um, he was a. I hope we go back to the moon soon, by the way. 
We will. We will. We'll do it in the next few years. Um, Elon Musk is going off. But (coughs) definitely, uh, I've talked to him about it, and he's like, did we go? He's like, dude, I He's like, I basically strapped them in the ship. Like, they definitely went. They definitely left. Like, if they haven't went to the moon, they definitely went to space. <laughs> like, there's... Facts. But there's an argument that we did fake the moon landing because we were in that Cold War with... Uh, we were in a, like, kind of like a space race with the USSR. Yeah. So they argue that they faked it. But in order to fake something like that, have you seen the footage? You've seen probably some footage yeah, from the some moon. Footage. Dude, mm-hmm. you know how hard it would be to fake that in 1969? People act like there's CGI. You know how hard it is to fake that? You know how hard it is to have that on a set and just edit out all the strings and the chords to be able to make somebody bounce so unnaturally like that? People act like that's so easy. At the same time, it's not easy to send somebody to the moon either. So Dude, if they were able to send somebody to the moon, I'm pretty sure they're able to make somebody bungee jump and jump like how they did pretty easily. Luis, how how hard would it have been to make that look fake with all that footage in 1969 with the technology that had available to them? Virtually impossible. I heard somebody say, actually, that it would have been harder to fake the moon landing than to actually go. Really? And that's, a lot of people, like, they get uneasy when I say that. But if you think about it, from what he just said, like, it's, it would have been hard to fake that. It would have been so hard because people say it's in a pool, bro. People, there you would see bubbles everywhere. There's no way yeah. that you could do that. There's yeah. no way you could make a moon on the ground mm-hmm. in like Studio City somewhere in Hollywood in the '60s and then do that. There's no, no way. And there's people. I mean, Buzz Aldrin obviously punched a dude in the fucking face. He's pretty fucking serious about <laughs> it. He's pretty serious. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I don't think that it's. I definitely see the argument. I definitely see the argument where people, it's fun, too. Conspiracies are fun. They're fun to listen to. They're fun to listen to and think about. Be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They're lying to us. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, we definitely did this. Like, we definitely went to the moon. And I... It's it's sad seeing people try to come up with anything they can to try to say that it wasn't real. Because you're taking away from people who worked their whole lives. You know, a woman actually wrote the code that took it to the moon. Yeah, wrote it. Wasn't it wrote big it. as fuck? Wasn't it like a Yeah, it was as tall as her. All the papers standing as tall as her. A code. The code. Not no, no coding like you're coding a fucking website. Like, she wrote it on paper. How does that work out? What, what, what does it mean? Is it like in a big-ass equation? Big-ass equation on how to fucking accelerate so hard against Earth's atmosphere that you're able to have enough thrust to punch through the atmosphere. I wonder and be how able she does that. What is she... I don't understand that. What, I'm okay. going to be real with you. What it, like, it, you said it's a big-ass equation, so it's just a bunch Pretty of much numbers and a bunch, bunch of, of equations. And it's just they're just adding and subtracting or dividing and multiplying stuff together, or what is it? All right, so you took physics? Not yet, no. I mean, okay. high school, but I don't remember much of it. So it gets a lot deeper than just a simple Regular, addition, yeah, division, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You do use that stuff, but you use a lot of velocity use a lot of resistance with the air. Yeah. So you have to calculate all of that. You have to calculate, you know, acceleration. You have to calculate how much something weighs, how big something is, how it's going to cut through the air. And mm. then you start getting really deep into, um, like, astrophysics and, mm-hmm. you know, rocket science. Mm-hmm. Like Chris. That's what Chris is doing. Yeah. Chris wants to build spaceships. Yeah, I know. 
and that takes a lot of equations. If you ever sit down and ask him, bro, like it'll blow your mind all the stuff he has to do. He still uses simple equations like velocity and acceleration, but they add on to that at such a level that honestly it's hard for anyone who doesn't study that to understand. That's what I was saying. Like it's just like a big like it was as big as her. It was actually bigger than her, bro. Yeah. I'm just thinking is that just one big ass equation or what is it? It's probably multiple equations. Yeah. Um, it definitely has to be. It's not like just one big <laughs> That's equation. That's what I was thinking, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking that shit for a little while, bro. It's multiple Cause equations. Because they said the code. So I'm thinking it's just one code in there. You feel yeah. me? I'm like, I was like, I mean. It's more of equations. It's all yeah. the equations because it would be a different code. It's not just like one continuous thing because <laughs> there's so many things you have to worry about. You have to worry about takeoff, you have to worry about acceleration. You have to burst through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to get to a certain point in orbit and stop. You have to be able to fly to the moon, land on the moon, take off from the moon, get back on your shuttle, and then breach the atmosphere coming back into Earth and land safely where you don't kill everybody and burst into flames. Mm. And that gets pretty deep in physics. That gets pretty deep in mathematics. And I'm happy that humankind has come far enough where we have produced people who can do that. Because I certainly cannot do that. Mm-hmm. The more you break it down, the more I understand. Yeah. It, there's sense. a lot of things that going on. There's a lot, a lot of, of moving parts. There's a whole team. There's a whole government agency that's... And honestly, you want to get really deep in this conspiracy. But you think it was just her that made that whole code? I'm wondering how. No, she had a team. Okay. Yeah, she had a team. Um, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they were all women. Mm. Which, you know, people tend to look past. But, I mean... Hey, There's no reason why you should do that. I mean, if there wasn't for women, we wouldn't be on the moon. If there wasn't for women, none of us would be here. Exactly. Women are honestly more powerful than men. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And they're I finally agree. realizing it now. And I'm happy that we're getting closer and closer to full gender equality with women because, I mean, <laughs> dude, I love my mom. I love women. They're so cool. Exactly. So powerful. Yeah. And women are honestly, that we, we c- us men could learn a thing or two from women and how they behave emotionally. Um, women tend to think... Uh, more often than not, very empathetically. So they tend to put them s- put themselves in other people's shoes when they're acting and behaving in certain situations. Some people don't do that. Some people don't, especially dudes, they don't think about how the other person feels. They kind of just say something. I'm guilty of it too. You know, it's I've come a long way with expressing, you know, my emotions and how other people are going to feel about things I say. Um, sometimes I think that's what makes some shit I say so entertaining is because you can tell I don't care. <laughs> but the sometimes really those don't. are stu- the sometimes those are things that people need to hear, and it's just it's just funny, um, and that's what makes it funny. But I'm I'm happy that I've gotten to a point in my life where I've been able to realize, um, you know, that I need to work on some things with how I communicate with people, and you know, uh, people like you, just everyone that I've been around, it's just everyone's helped me a little by little, and it's. It's definitely something that men could learn from women is how to how to put yourself in other people's shoes and how to, you know, want to help people and just love more. Because I feel like with men, it's they're in a weird situation with today. I feel like dudes have so much pressure on them to perform. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. as a man, you... Provider of the house and everything. We got more... I historically, don't know. you're yeah. definitely the provider of the house. Mm-hmm. But... As a man, if you aren't providing, how does that make you feel? Soft. <laughs> it makes you feel like you're not a real man, to be honest. Because of the definition that we have put on being a real man, right? Yeah, and that definition should stand, though. You think men should always have to, you know, provide? Not necessarily always have to, but I mean, if I find a wife 
that let's say she just makes enough money where she tells me I didn't have to work. I personally would still work just because I wouldn't want to stay home all day and I want to just keep on doing what I love to do, which is become like a physical therapist. But if there's guys out there that doesn't see a problem with that, I don't see why there would be a problem with that. But I mean, again, it's sad to say this, but scientifically, guys are just a little bit more physically like stronger and everything than women. So that's a hundred percent true. So that's not like you don't have to you don't have to tiptoe. That's definitely hundred percent true. So yeah, naturally, yes, men should be providers. Mm-hmm. Men should be providers because they're able to sustain more than women in that aspect. In that aspect. Um, again, it really just depends on the relationship too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, again, I don't really know. It really just depends. <clears throat> men, men tend to, again, to basically just talk out of their ass. They don't really exactly. just think about what they're about to say. They just get mad and they go at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of those guys that do that. <laughs> I really am. I yeah. But I mean, you, you said it the right way. There's a lot of shit that we should learn from women for facts. And uh, people, people need to give women their credit. Equal, equal pay. If you're doing the same job, women need to get paid the same. And that's as simple as that. But like you were saying, like there is obviously physical differences between men and women. Um, men in our species tend to be the larger ones. Um, as in other species like lions, I mean the women do all the fighting. So the male lion just kind of, he like protects them, but he, like they do all the hunting. You know, women do a lot of things, and in a lot, and in most species on the planet of any animal, the female is bigger, mm-hmm. like bears and deer. Well, not necessarily some deer. Some deer, I know for a fact that the females are bigger. Fish, a lot of fish, the females are bigger, um, and they're like more aggressive, especially when they have a child. Um, so, for our species specifically, I see what you mean about, you know, men are bigger, and they definitely. You definitely should be protecting women. Mm-hmm. You definitely should be protecting everybody. Um, if you feel like that's what makes a man, then that's what you need to do. I mean, that's just like, in my household, that's how it is. You feel yeah, me? that's a cultural a thing. Exactly. As a man, like, you have the responsibility of making sure that you and your family have the food, the clothes on their back, and a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. While, again, women are there to make sure that everything is going the exact way that it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Again, it shouldn't be like that. It depends on everybody's relationship, but that's how it is. I mean, the Tinkerbell girl and um, the one that flies in the night show in Disney. Yeah. Um, she apparently, well, he. It's actually a he. Really? Apparently, it's not a girl. Apparently, it's actually a guy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I heard that from my. I think it was my cousin that told me. I'm not sure. It might be. I heard that it was because like guys are able to physically kind of do that more they're able to like they're more flexible and something like that i don't remember i don't remember what the saying was behind it but the guys are able to do that more than what women are and i don't see why that's actually true but apparently it is true apparently it is that when that men physically are just able to do way more than women than women can um i think that men definitely take more chances than women Mm -hmm. and that is a side effect of testosterone is you're willing to take chances. Um, but, dude, there's some tough-ass women. Oh, They're yeah. Women are tough. Not like only the, UC- the UFC women? Yeah, Amanda Nunes could knock us all out. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a chick, dude. Yeah, yeah, bro. Um, no, but, dude, women have to go through, honestly, one of the most painful experiences any human Pregnancy? Can, not only pregnancy, but childbirth. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not anything that 
people can even compare it to if you're a man. Like, I mean, getting kicked in the nuts. People, I don't even know how they even scale that because all that, all the pain tolerance tests they do is all subjective, you know. So it's hard to compare, you know, getting hit in the nuts to giving birth. But, dude, just l- just look at giving birth. Dude, that is not comparable. Your nuts, you are fine after a couple minutes. Dude. You can die giving, girl, giving dude, childbirth. People, a lot of people have died giving yeah. birth. That's, that's a very common thing before modern medicine kind of, like, try to save the day. Yeah. Is a lot of women died giving birth. Imagine trying to give birth to somebody in like a creek in like the 1800s. Like <laughs> you're just drinking whiskey, just trying not to feel this pain, and then trying to push a kid out. Dude, fuck no. I commend all women. Dude, there's, there's, especially with how people in society in general kind of like thinks that women are weaker. They are honestly stronger than us. They honestly go through a lot of things, and actually. Funny thing, men actually handle cases of the cold and the flu worse than women do. There's something with the immune system and the response to like common colds and stuff that you know how people say, "Oh, you're acting like a baby," like as a guy. It's because women have certain things in their immune system that protect them from getting sick like that. Yeah. So, a woman could actually handle you know ailments better than us. Um, now, granted, there are gender-specific illnesses um, that, like, m- men have that women don't, that women have that men don't. Um, but in general, um, for common ailments such as the common cold and the flu, like women tend to take that to the chin much better than men do. Um, and that's that's not like us being babies. That's like a, like a physiological thing in no, our that's body. That's true. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. That is. That's insane. Um, but <coughs> I'm I'm happy that uh, you're here, bro. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, uh, bro. <laughs> it's been a while since we actually hung out, dude. Man, with me with me going to North Carolina, it's fun, bro. But you definitely miss the boys back home. You definitely miss the environment, man. You mm-hmm. miss the whole family, dude. My baby nephew, bro. Every time I oh, see, he's getting big. Big bro, he's only five or six months old and he's huge, man. I love that little kid so much, bro. Really? Yeah, bro. It. I don't want to come out like a like an asshole when I say this, but I didn't think I was gonna get as attached as I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I when I when I when I first heard that he, my brother was having a baby, I was like, oh okay, you know, it's just time, you know, first baby to the house, you yeah. know, all right, whatever. And then when he actually came, I'm like, wow. Like, my brother's here to protect you, make you make sure that you're grown and you're gonna grow up. You're gonna be the best kid ever, blah blah blah. And I just started thinking about everything. I'm like, wow, he's just so precious, just a little baby dude. He's just like it's nothing, bro. Like he's it, just so like, but when you see him and when you actually like have like a little nephew, a little baby, bro, you'll know what I'm talking about, bro. And it's it's so insane how overprotective I feel about mm-hmm. him, just looking at him, bro. Yeah. Just looking at him, just like I don't want nothing bad <laughs> happening to you, bro. <laughs> nothing, dude. And you you feel like th- you feel like you have that feeling much stronger than you would with like a random baby, right? Oh yes, way stronger, bro. The and attachment, the love is out the roof. Bro. And that's because technically that baby is part of your tribe. Yeah. You understand that that is part of your genes. You genetically, you're looking at that baby, you're like, all right, this is my brother's kid. Yeah. I have to make sure that this kid sees adulthood yeah. to be able to transfer on its genes to another person. That's innately in every human being. 
that's why I was saying in another show, aunts and uncles and grandparents are just as important to the development of a child as parents are. Mm-hmm. You know, people tend to, you know, if some people can't have kids for some reason, you know, being an aunt and uncle is just as important. You because know, sometimes, it's sad to say, but sometimes your parents aren't the best example for certain situations in life. And then your uncles and aunts are yeah. the best solution for that problem. So, yes, you're right. I mean, for sure. I mean, my uncle back in Colombia, my uncle George, he, um, he's been a part of my life ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like a second dad. And for like everything that he's done really showed me that, I mean, dude, he was a regular army guy, came up came like a commander or whatnot, like a major and he's like really well known i mean he went to washington and everything and you look up to that shit mm-hmm. like you look up to that you're like damn yeah like you've done it mm-hmm. you've been there yeah you know what i'm saying and, and it's not no sport like this is real shit like yeah, you're in the military life. you know what i'm saying yeah so like yeah bro like your aunts and uncles definitely play a big role in your life of develop of developing throughout your whole life man yeah they, they say it takes a village to raise one raise a kid mm-hmm. so it takes there's a lot of a lot of moving parts in the development of a child and i think that people tend to look past the importance of being an aunt and uncle and being grandparents and quite frankly they're pretty important in how the kid grows up like you were just saying with your uncle um they're really important um, they give you a different perspective they may be able to offer some important things that your parents couldn't give you um and that's uh that's that's really the goal. I mean, regardless of whatever anybody believes, you know, our main function as human beings is to pass on our DNA, uh, to to make sure that our species keeps going. So it's not about you know getting money. It's uh, that that that's something that is a societal construct that is put upon us through our surroundings the importance of money but in reality down to the cellular level of our dna the most important thing is us having children or helping raise children and making sure that they see adulthood but then that also questions you know that that brings the question what what comes after that what comes after you have kids and they're adults when you're older? You know, is there a point of life? Is there a point of life what after you, you have kids and you raise them to adulthood and then they pass on their genes? You did your job biologically. Yeah. Biologically, you achieved what but you your were job isn't done though. Right? As a grandparent. Not only as a grandparent, but still as a parent. Still as a parent. You gotta think about it, bro. Like they're gamp- their grandparents. Mm-hmm. So they're still going through shit in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's still a lot to learn from your grandparents. Dude, so I love talking to old people. So, like, I don't, I feel like it's, it's, it's way deeper than just your grandkids. Like, your, your son and your daughter is always going to learn from your parents. Always, mm-hmm. always, always. That's still your parents. Always. Yeah. No matter how old you are, anytime you're like, any, shoot, who knows, like a money problem, tax problems. You're 23 years old, I mean, 24 years old with a kid and with a wife, and you have a tax issue, and you know your dad's done taxes for a while, who are you going to go to? Your dad. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's always something to learn from your parents, no matter what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Um, Parents are, like, the most important part of your life, obviously. I feel like the second most important is your siblings. 
And then the third most important is going to be the uncles, aunts, and cousins. Your siblings play a bigger role on how you act than your own parents do. For sure. Because I remember my brothers acting a certain way, and I want to be like my brothers. They had all their friends over all the Mm -hmm. time. They used to do all these crazy fun stuff. I see that. I want to be like that. I'm going to end up acting like that. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So parents... They discipline their kids, but I feel like siblings are the ones that actually lead their brothers and sisters to the way that they act. And it's their parents' jobs that actually allow them to allow that to happen or not. Because, I mean, you're not always going to have the best brother in the world. So. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, that's really interesting. Um, because I do think that your siblings do play a huge role. Because you're part of the same litter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's and they follow you. you bro. Yeah, they follow you, especially if you're older. Exactly. And if you're younger and the roles you play within your little social dynamics of your family, exactly. you know, that shapes who you are as a person. Um, but what about only children? Only children. <coughs> I feel like they're psychopaths. <laughs> I feel like, no, no, I'm being dead nah, serious. I feel bro. like people who are only children never were able to, or for the most part, we're never able to develop the sense of camaraderie you have with your family, with your brothers and your sisters, your siblings. So it's kind of it's weird because I learned a lot about loving people and friendships and, the, and relationships with my brothers and sisters. And you did it as well mm-hmm. from what you just said. Yeah. But if you don't have a brother and sister, you kind of get that from your, you know, your friends, maybe. Your cousins, your friends, your aunts and uncles, stuff like that. But there's a certain thing with your siblings. It's like I would die for this person. Yeah. I would die protecting this person. Yes. If you don't have that, then you might never be able to start with that base of building a friendship because you don't understand that. Like I would die for you. Yeah. Because you're my you're my best friend. Yeah. But think about if you didn't have any brothers and sisters and you weren't able to start with that I would die for you thing because you weren't able to learn from your brothers and sisters. So when you have friends, you might have really good friends, but you weren't able to, able to start off with that I would die for you. That's an interesting thought, though. I mean, don't you think it kind of depends on how the parents raise their kids, too? And oh, it definitely depends on that. I'm kind of speaking. No, I'm it's a very general generalized claim. Yeah, but because, I mean, I might, one of my, not my ex, but like one girl that I used to talk to, she was an only child. But... Nicest girl ever, you know, nothing rude or mean, and she's she has hella friends. She has hella friends. Every, all her friends love her and everything. Mm-hmm. But I can see what you mean where, like, they don't learn that. They don't learn what that real, real love is. Are they ever going to express it? It's Are like they ever going to be able to be capable of expressing exactly, it? Exactly. It's like... It's because they, they wouldn't know what it is. Exactly. 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 It's like asking, like... like it's like asking like a homeless kid if he misses a TV. I've never had one. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 it's fucked, but it's true, bro. <laughs> it's true, bro. It is a hundred percent true, bro. It is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Like you can't exactly. you cannot yeah, yeah. miss something you've never had. Exactly. You can't. You just can't. You can't sit here and say, I miss having a Ferrari. You've never had one before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I brought that up is because somebody told me that. Somebody, my, one of my teachers told me that you should be really grateful, but at the same time be really understanding that you really don't need what you have in life. You really don't. You don't need a TV. You don't yeah. need an iPhone. You don't need none of that shit. I mean, you, you need a phone. You, you need don't food, need water, and shelter. Exactly. And you need, I think, um, there's Pavlov's like pyramid of needs. Exactly. And like it starts at the bottom and is like shelter or like Ex- water. Exactly. And then the one above it is it gets smaller, but it's still important. And it's 
like shelter. Yeah. And then the one above that is like food and stuff like that. Exactly. And then there is sense of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So like being happy about something. And then the top one is self-realization. Mm -hmm. That's the pinnacle of needs, mm -hmm. of things that you can, you know, obtain in life. Mm -hmm. And self-realization is basically coming in terms with the fact that I mean, to me, it's the fact that, honestly, none of this shit matters. Yeah. And that's why you definitely got to take chances. But because you learn that. You feel me? You learn to care. Your parents taught you not to really care and put so much thought into things. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my parents taught me to care about a lot of shit, but definitely... Not to overthink everything. Uh, yeah. Not, uh, you know not, what I'm saying? Yeah, I have a big problem with that. I overthink a lot of shit <laughs> sometimes. But, nah, it's just... None of this really matters. Like, if we think yeah. about it, we're on a flying rock through the fucking sky, and people want to worry about fucking taxes and Obama and shit like that, and fucking what the fuck Trump said on Twitter. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> who gives a fuck? You go know live your fucking life. Yeah, go live your fucking <laughs> life. Go fucking go on a hike. Go outside. Have fun with your friends. Laugh. That's why I love doing stand-up, bro, because I love making people laugh. I love the, sen the hearing, hearing someone laugh is because I know in that moment that somebody is laughing, there is nothing but happiness in them. That exact moment, yeah. And that's why happiness, that's why laughter is my favorite thing. It's my favorite noise, is laughing. Because <coughs> the life is so short, bro. People spend so much time hating and conflict and da, 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 just shut the fuck up. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> like, dude, just, just love people and just have a good time and do whatever you want to do. We are so blessed to live in a time in human history where we have air conditioning, we have showers, we have cars, we got a fucking Tesla, dude. I got a fucking gorilla on a table that my dad made. <laughs> We're in a garage. Bro, you said that to 200 years ago to somebody, they would think you're a fucking wizard. <laughs> a garage? What the fuck is that? <laughs> a car? Bro. We are so blessed to be born in this time. Yeah. Any other time in human history would have sucked ass. Yes. Dude, no AC. Shit stinks all the time. <laughs> and you wouldn't even know that it stinks because your nose is burnt from the smell of people's <laughs> ass. And not taking showers all the time. Dude, imagine hooking up with a chick in like the 1820s. Not even giving a damn. She probably not even stinks. giving a fuck. You don't give a fuck either. You showered <laughs> last week in a fucking river. You know what I'm saying? You're dirty as fuck. You don't even no soap. Or you don't. You don't. Human hygiene is not a thing, bro. Hygiene is not like, bro. Fucked up teeth and everything. You hygiene is you knowing that you have to take a river bath once a month. That's the shit. That's what you think hygiene is. Now, in COVID. Dude, you got to put hand sanitizer on. If somebody offers you hand sanitizer and you say no, you are a dirty bitch. You know what I'm saying? If I'm like, oh, I got some hand sanitizer. You want some? You're like, nah, I'm good. COVID really fucked everything up. COVID bro. did fuck you everything up. You can't even up. fucking be sick nowadays and say, I just got a common cold. Everybody's going to be like, no, fuck you. You got COVID. <laughs> Nobody yeah, cares. Ass, Nobody ass. gives a damn anymore. It's just like, damn, bro, you know, I just got a stuffy ass nose, and that's really it's gonna go away within a couple of days. I'd be like, nah, you got COVID. Yeah. Everybody wants to stay away from yeah. you. Like, you're ostracized. Get the fuck away from <laughs> me. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not trying to catch COVID 19, dog. Um, no, honestly, that's dude, just fake, though, bro. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, oh, bro! I know people have passed away from that. No, really? Damn, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Let me refill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just no, like... No, it's bad. It's um, it's but I think I would take it to the chin, but I'm worried about 
people that are close to me that are COVID. older. Really? My dad had COVID. The fuck yeah. you gonna say it's fake then? It's just a fucking joke. Calm down. It's not. <laughs> 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 Relax. All right. <laughs> a lot of people say that that shit is fake, bro. And honestly, bro, uh, like it kind of makes you think sometimes because, bro, they like fake the numbers apparently. They're inflated. Yeah. Hundred percent inflated. If you don't think COVID numbers are inflated, when in fact there is a financial incentive for hospitals to have people who have COVID in their hospitals, you are completely naive to <laughs> think that there's not an in, there is not inflated numbers. I would go as far as to say that, that there's at least thirty percent of the numbers are inflated. But I will not sit here and say that it is fake. <laughs> <laughs> I will not die on that hill. My girlfriend is about to be an RN. She was doing her uh, practicum, which means she works at the hospital. She does nurses shifts and everything, and she has like a a mentor in there. So she worked like the whole month of November just in hospital. Yeah. In a hospital in Claremont. And she worked on a COVID floor. You know what I'm saying? It is not a joke. <laughs> it is not a joke. People are very sick. People That's sad, are, dude. It's sad. And the people who are affected most by that are going to be are people with underlying illnesses, are going to be the elderly, are going to be people who don't have strong immune systems, who are able to fight off of the virus as COVID-19 is. And... That that's goes back to what the fuck I was saying earlier. People were talking about masks and social distancing, but no one's talking about how to better your immune system. They don't want us to be healthy, dog. They want us to drink soda. They want us to eat McDonald's. They want us to do all this shit. Because when you're like that, you are not able to think for yourself. Mm -hmm. You are not able to f think for yourself and come up with your own ideas and view things for how they really are. You're, uh, you're just following what you hear on the news and what you hear from other people who are doing the same shit that we're talking about, just being sheep. Yeah. The quicker you can learn that to think for yourself, the quicker your eyes will open to how the world really is. Mm -hmm. And that will give you the ultimate freedom, being able to do whatever you want. Because that's something that holds a lot of people back is they're limited by the views that are imposed upon them by their environment. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good thing. You know, yeah. I like to not consider myself a sheep. I definitely was growing up, but I mean, like, it's like you get to a certain point, you're like, dude, I've taken enough psychedelics. <laughs> I know what the fuck is good. <laughs> like, <No>. So <laughs> the thing is that the, reas the reason why I said COVID is fake is because it's actually a joke in my apartment. Mm -hmm. um, I joke around about it for one reason is that both of my roommates had COVID. Yeah. They came out negative eventually, so they're fine and stuff like that. But during the time that they had COVID, which was like the beginning of when COVID, COVID first started and stuff. Yeah. I was in the house because I couldn't leave the house either because I was in there with them. Yeah. I never tested positive. They tested positive like four times, dude, and I never tested positive. I remember you telling me about that. Your roommate had COVID, and you're like, I got to get tested. Yes, bro. And I and I remember like thinking like, bro, how the fuck is it that I'm like, I'm still going to like, we're going, we, we don't, so we're not allowed to be next to nobody, obviously. So we would go to like, a really deserted, like, no, like, no one's there, like, a big-ass field where we can practice and stuff. So I'm sweating with these dudes still. I'm li I'm, st I'm standing right next to them. I'm living with them and stuff. I'm eating with them. I'm cooking with them. I'm nowhere six six feet far away from them. How is it I'm still negative? That's the thing. It's such a new virus that people don't know exactly anything about it. So that's that's that was the joke behind it because it's, like, it makes you think, like, damn. But, like, in the same time, you know, my dad had it. I had a couple cousins that had it as well, so I know for a fact it's not fake. But in the same time, like it, it's a, there's a lot of conspiracy. You're skeptical there. because of yes. the, what happened in your apartment. Exactly, it just kind of makes you think because when you think about a disease like that and how easy it is for you to catch it, 
how the hell did I not catch it? You know what I'm saying? And there was no answer when I even asked. I was just like, I don't know. I mean, I they guess don't. I'm immune. To it. I'm the <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be dog. You're just a different breed. Just I built swear, it. bro. Just I built guess different. so. I, that's a joke, bro. I tell I that think, to everybody. I think I said it when this thing first happened. I was like, dude, I ain't even worried about it, bro. I had swine flu back in like fucking 2012. You told me that shit. That shit was dude, terrible. I had H1N1, bro. Now that shit's scary as fuck, too, bro. That shit, bro. That shit was dangerous. Yeah. Um, that shit, I was sick as fuck for like ten days. Yeah, bro. <laughs> throwing up, sick, like coughing, then, you know, having diarrhea and throwing up and everything. Everything you think of, I was having for like a week, and I was in sixth grade or sixth or eighth grade, one of those. And dude, it was bad. I was out of school for like a week and a half. Um, you know what's worse though? What the Spanish flu. So the Spanish flu actually attacked people with good immune systems. Oh. So if you were actually healthy. You were fucked. And when was that, 1918? Yes. Did anyone really have a good immune system, though? Mm, that's true. But if I remember... Relative to the back then? <coughs> if yeah. I remember my research correctly, it didn't kill as many people as it did as COVID did because it didn't spread out as easily, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, obviously it wouldn't spread out as easily because, I mean, bro, nowadays we're everybody's close to everybody. Transportation with those buses, everybody's near everybody. Mm-hmm. But back then it was a lot, I guess with how separate everybody was, it's a lot harder to catch it. Also, um, I think back then there was a lot less hygiene, so it was easier to spread because people weren't worried about, like, if you cough. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Oh. But even then, bro, that's fucked. That's fucked. Now, that's scary, dude. Like, if you were like, I'm healthy, I've done everything that the doctors have told me, I eat good, I work out, blah, 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 just to find out that there's a disease out there that's killing people like you. Like I start eating burgers and (laughs) (laughs) burgers and hot dogs every day just to bring down the immune system. Dead ass. I gotta make that shit look weak. Dead ass. The thing about COVID is, viruses are actually they have an intelligence. So, the virus is actually that's why it's so smart is because um, it has been able to infect the host and then lay dormant for so long that the host doesn't know they have it because they're not exhibiting symptoms. Mm And then it'll be able to transport to other people during that time. Mm-hmm. That's as good as it gets. If you're, jo- if you're a virus and your job is to spread to as many people as possible, it doesn't get smarter than that. It doesn't get smarter than making people get the virus, but they don't know it. Mm-hmm. So they're still talking to people. They're still around people. And they're just transferring it silently. And then 10 to 14 days later, that motherfucker hits you with his dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> right in the face. And if you got a weak immune system, you might be fucked. That's yeah. the thing. You might be fucked. So I heard COVID has like many stages to it, though. Like you feel sick, then you feel better, then you feel sick again, then you feel You lose your sense of taste, and you got an itchy butthole, all these things. Like apparently like you first start off with like a common fever, then you get better, and then you start like even like getting a worse fever, and then you start, you can't even breathe right, and then it gets just worse and worse and worse. And during the time it gets worse, you actually get better. And then you actually progressively gets even worse than the last time you were sick. So COVID is a bitch if you ever have it uh, for a fact. But my dad, no symptoms, bro. My my roommates, no symptoms. Nothing, dude. It's um But like I mean like they have a good immune system, so that probably was what You would take the vaccine? I'd have to see everybody take it first. (laughs) I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you. Like Um, that that's just me personally. I don't give a fuck what I I wouldn't take it at first. Yeah. 
Who, who, who knows what the hell they really have? Who, yeah, who knows? Who knows if they're putting a microchip in you just to be able to fucking turn your fucking brain off and then the w- whenever they the want. World order just starts. Yeah, fuck that. Imagine if they had mandatory vaccinations. They've predicted this shit to happen, apparently, too. Who? Obama. Obama said that? Some shit like that. I saw a video. Nah, that was Bill Gates. Was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Completely opposite of Obama. Obama. Was it? Oh, I don't know who it was. It might have been Bill Gates. But somebody said it was like, really close by. We're going to have a really bad disease. And everybody's going to have to come together and fight it off. That was, that was Bill Gates. He was predicting that we were not ready for a pandemic. Uh, and there's also a TED Talk. I saw a YouTube that video. Was, that TED was talk. Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates? Yeah, Bill Gates had a TED Talk about... Uh, illnesses that would take over the globe oh. um, because mm. we're so connected in humanity now that it would be so easy for a disease to spread such as COVID has mm-hmm. because we're so connected. Previously, there were never people who traveled by plane. There are never people who went to other continents so freely and so easily. Mm-hmm. So when something happened like that, it was more likely that it could stay isolated and not spread to the rest of the world. Now we have a serious issue where people are so connected that if there was a virus such as COVID, which there is, that it could easily infect the entire planet. You know what I'm saying? Unless you lock down your country, don't let anybody in, and you're secluded. But a country as big as the United States and as free as the United States, it's impossible. It's impossible to, it was impossible. We, I remember at first we were like, all right, we're gonna lock down the country. Yeah. It's good, we got two COVID cases. We should have locked everything down completely. For sure. We should have just started off with that. We shouldn't have shut down everything. the economy. We should have just shut down all flights in and out of the country, all boats in and out of the country. That's the only thing we could have done, and I think that would have been easier. But you think about it, say we did do that. Say we kept our COVID cases really low, like under 100, and we just locked down the country. Not only would we have stranded people who were from America and other countries, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, look at Europe now. They're having a second spike. So imagine us in lockdown from March all the way to November, you know. Well, Biden's going to m- shut down the country, apparently. <laughs> Worst topic know. to bring up. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Um, I don't know. I hope that he does his best. I hope that... Sleepy Joe's going to do a good job, I promise. I hope he's going to do a good job. I hope we get free money. I hope so, too. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? Disagree or agree, you know, at the end of the day, whoever would have actually been the president, and if Biden is the president, I don't really care, bro. I just want to make sure that this country goes back to the way when we used to live before COVID, bro. Yeah. Way happy. So that's going to be like years till people aren't wearing masks, though. Like, I just, I want life to go back to normal, bro. Bro, I'm so tired of this, dude. I'm so tired of this, dude. We'll, we'll get out of there soon. Yeah. Um, we just got to weather the storm. We got to get through it. We got to make sure that people stop getting sick and passing away from it. Yeah. Um, we got to make sure everybody's safe and okay first. Agreed. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, what's your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is going to be Juan underscore Cho 71. Juancho. That's the nickname. Juancho. Yes, sir. Juancho with the poncho. Yeah, always. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, and then Twitter is Juan all day 71. Juan all day 71. Yes. And what, what school do you play for? Campbell University. Home yeah. of the fighting camels. Home of the fighting camels. Yeah. <laughs> Get that shit straight. Yes. The fucking camels. Home of the fighting camels. Um, dude, I've had a fucking blast with you. Awesome. I bro. think we're done here, bro. Um, we're about to crack open these modellas and get the fuck out of here. Let's go get drunk tonight. Let's yeah, get it dude, done. Let's fucking do it. We're about to hit up my girl's restaurant. Appreciate it. You let me come here, bro. It was I so appreciate fun, you coming bro. out here, dog. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you had a good time. 
I'm really thankful for everyone behind the camera. You know, without everybody here, this wouldn't have been possible. And, um, yeah, uh, Thanksgiving was a couple of days ago. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know when this will drop, but happy Thanksgiving. And um, Christmas is coming up. Merry Christmas. It's the holidays, baby. You know what I'm saying? With that being said. Advertised for the seasonal episode. Oh, yeah. You better watch our Christmas episode. I'll be wearing a Santa hat. Um, you should dad, get a fake beard. A fake beard? Yeah, and just wear the whole podcast and just talk with it. I might have to do that. I might dye my beard white. Um, Ooh. That'd be hard, right? I'm definitely going to have to take a look at that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Check me out, man. Subscribe, <laughs> like, leave a comment. Um, with that being said, I think we're out of here. <laughs>